Blog Talk Radio. I don't know much but to face that beast, make him taste that peace. I'ma take back streets, I'ma meet bad beasts on some Maybach seats. I'ma day pass east so I might go west. I feast in the night when the light go rest. Nights on my feet go Christ on my neck. I hope life leads me to a nice old death. Rose on my lip, cold ice on my breath. And I'm dressed like a groom but I never got mad. Nah, walked out the tomb like I never got bad. Call me Wallace Dean, awaken out of dreams. I got death on my breath. Call me Holocene. I got Greek in my speech when I speak to the God. Rims on the bends on the beach with your broad. If the dough get low, I paint a pit 16. I catch the Holy Ghost and I sit 16. Listen in like Epiphany. Listen me like a symphony. In Basilica, this literature is like jewelry made by Tiffany. Call me Rosie Gold, I got holy friends. Holy Hove, I'm in holy hands. Only sold my soul to do that holy dance. Holy Hove, I'm in holy lands. I'm in holy Greece. Holy Rome, I'm in ancient Egypt in that holy home. Sipping that in the sea, that pure white. I live a gen of VC, pure life. So if you go for my ones, I'ma go for the guns. I know where to go when I go on the run for that Rolls Royce. I believe I got no choice. I make your body bleed. We practice Murta and Verta. Don't talk, oh Murta. You know the violence got a code of silence. I pose in vogue with my golden phallus. Listen easy like epiphany. Listen me like a symphony. In Basilica, this literature is like jewelry made by Tiffany. Call me Saint Laurent. Saint Laurent, my pen always in the paint like my name Lebron. If the dough get low, I paint a pick 16. I catch the Holy Ghost and I spit 16. Listen easy like epiphany. Listen me like a symphony In Basilica, this literature Like jewelry made by Tiffany Call me Saint Laurent, Saint Laurent My pen always in the paint like my name Lebron If the dough get low, I paint a pit 16 I catch the Holy Ghost and I spit 16 Hey yo, Kufo Boom out, God B-O-M-E, C-I-C For my five percenters out here who know what I'm talking about, rest of y'all wake up. It's more than rap music. Shoes, tennis cost too, cause it's been a sports move. I'm 
burning drove now, and I'm eating more food. I thought I lost you when it sent me cross you. If you chilling in the dark, I let the Millie spark you. Let the Millie guide you to the light, like God do. And you want to be wise, but it's really hard to. Hey, yo, we rock. Coogees on blocks. Oozes and glocks. And movies and rock. We do this to the crew getting knocked. If my life was like a fairy tale, the music would stop. The music would stop. The shit I drop is usually hot. Hey, yo, we rock. Coogees on blocks. Oozes and glocks. And movies and rock. We do this to the crew getting knocked. If my life was like a fairy tale, the music could stop. The music could stop. The shit I drop is usually hot. Hey yo, we been through some shit and now we. I pushed the Benz whip through Hollywood. They said niggas spinning chips like he probably hood. You probably would. Rob me if you probably could. Hey yo, we been through some shit and now we. I pushed the Benz whip through Hollywood. They said niggas spinning chips like he probably hood. You probably would. Ride me if you probably could. Hey yo, I'm trying to put chips where niggas put their mills at. Still spit 16 even though we kill cats. And it's real black. Niggas fill these rats. Niggas always talking shit saying we'll be back. Will we clap before niggas get the drop on us? Before that rat had time to sit cops on us. I'm hitting blocks and corners. Blocking corners. Shit, I'm hopping out the range on thugs. Aiming slugs, I guess cause my brain's on drugs. But the stress won't let a nigga change for love. Shit, I'm in the shopping. Blowing sticky tropic. In the Bentley cockpit. Am I really top pick? Nigga, what the fuck? Some niggas say they glitz, but they really rockless. Your shorty at my crib and she really topless. The only thing on her mind is in me cautious. And you spend too much time fronting like you mobsters. Hey, yo, we been through some shit and now we... I pushed the Benz whip through Hollywood. They said niggas spinning chips like he probably hood. You probably would. Rob me if you probably could. Hey, yo, we been through some shit and now we... I pushed the Benz whip through Hollywood. They said niggas spinning chips like he probably hood. You probably would. Rob me if you probably could. Who that nigga with the famous flow? Change his clothes. He ain't about shit, but he ain't as though. Pain is flow. Smoking on bang and dro. It's getting hard for you to dodge every flame I throw. You want fuck every game I know. The game I hold. If you spend time with chicks, that's the same as dope. When my name blow, I'ma shine like a rainbow. Still I got crime on my mind. I'm the same O. The same O from upstate with the same flow. The same nigga let his pants hang too low. If I die, I'ma go where angels go. That's why slugs coming at me getting angles though. I'm proud for the guards. He got me reaching out for the stars. I'm traveling far. This world is moving fast as my car. Passing the guards. Niggas know I smoke when I drive. Let passengers ride. I get these niggas fast as the guard. Hey yo, we been through some shit and now we... I pushed the Benz whip through Hollywood. They said niggas spinning chips like he probably hood. You probably would. Rob me if you probably could. Hey yo, we been through some shit and now we... I pushed the Benz whip through Hollywood. They said niggas spinning chips like he probably hood. You probably would. Rob me if you probably could. Black African Power. Welcome to the rebirth of the African Civilization Show, the home of the Amaral Squad, a well-organized life. The feats of disorganized truth. Peace to you, brother. Shout to him, Black African Power. What's good? Hey, yo. Hey, yo, I'm MJ, MJ, MK, Ultra. Snake head on my head. 
culture. I make bad till I break bread with Oprah. I'm over Cobra, stay ahead of culture. They made new slaves, I'ma make new niggas. And on paydays, I'ma make new figures. Fuck Bill Gates. I dance with Medusa, and the dance bring me cake like a master to Musa. In this world, I'm a boss in my brand new speakers. Your girl love my voice and my band two features. King Tut coffin, dreams of a sultan. Seeming so potent, my speech born talking, and tongues never spoken. Scripts never written, I call that the hitting. One like almond, the unlettered prophet that prophets the ramen. The flow been knowledge, I own been college, and I use sign language that is so symbolic. Black African Power. Welcome to the rebirth of the African Civilization Show, the home of the Amara Squad. What's good? What's happening? A well-organized lie defeats a disorganized truth every time. Woo hoo wee, man! Y'all already know what it is, man. God killer in the house. Come to do what I got to do, cause we're gonna do what we ought to do. Standing tall, standing strong, firing back when we have to. Boy, in for one of them powerful shows tonight, and y'all already know how we do it. Been an interesting last couple weeks, sitting back, getting ready for the event. And it's going down, and y'all already know. Man, if y'all can make it out to the event, right? September the 12th, 2 o'clock to 7 p.m. at the Lions of Judah Event Center, 6202 Memorial Drive, Georgia. Man, holler at me about that, man. Y'all can call me at 678-459-4037, man. And on Eventbrite, you can get those advanced tickets, you know what I'm saying, to save yourself a little money. All right, it's 30 at the door, right? $24 in advance. Man, y'all need to go ahead and get on that. I'm going to put that in the chat room for y'all, man. It's going to be a powerful event, man. And y'all know what the lineup is. It's going to be the elder, Professor James Smalls. We're going to have the general, Saras Seti. And y'all already know the Umman Raw squad, Gossin Gozi, and Team Osiris. Smash Rock Wells. Course me, God Killer, real black atheist. And it's going down. Smash Rock Wells, you already know, man. Uh, he's the Magi, the Vanguard of Kemet. So it's going down, man. Science, African science, and technology. A way to save the black community. We ain't talking about no spoof flying out the air coming down to save you. We talking about brothers and sisters dealing with the science. Like right now in my backyard, and I got the children, the babies, right? Uh, growing some tomatoes, growing some fruits, all right? That is technology, man. That's science. Agriculture. So, man, at the end of the day, man, the way you're going to get your food is going to be based off of your science and your technology. Y'all should have known that. 
right? So we learn how to grow food in the backyard. Now, I was raised up in my backyard. All the vegetables came out the ground. Bet y'all didn't know that. That's right, Baltimore City. We had a nice, sizable backyard, and we had a guy from South Carolina. He was a farmer, right? And so we allowed him to grow in our backyard, right, in exchange. You know what I'm saying? He could use the land, and we eat the food off of it. And so I've always eaten freshly grown vegetables. Ha-ha. Knew nothing different, okay? So that's technology. And so at this conference, man, we're going to have brothers that own their own computer companies that's going to be talking about technology. As a matter of fact, the event is sponsored by a brother that owns a computer, uh, a computer company, all right? It's, it's going to be going down, man. And then y'all already know we're going to get a history on science and how it came into being. This is from an African perspective, all right? And so, man, it's nowhere around it. And that's why you won't even find me debating the Hebrews. Now, the day I happen to go on a Hebrew show, just to listen in, and of course they want to call me out, and they was mad with the Bible, straight mad. <laughs> but I'm not into debating them because they have every right to believe in what they want to believe in. But at the end of the day, they have to bow down to the science of technology. You know, we finished off the Hebrews at the Kimmon on trial debate, and then we finished off the pseudos at the Evolution and Mythology Conference. All right, so we got all that out the way. Now we can stick strong to our guns and what we really enjoy doing, okay? And that's science and technology. That That's what we're all about, bettering the community. You can go back 2 million years, 3.3 million years, where you find a technology of tools, all right? We're going to show all this. It's easy. It's one, two, three, verifiable, peer-reviewed, sources, references. Museums. This is how we do it. This is how we prove our story. Early man, right, plain and simple from the onset, had to have technology that separated him from the rest of the things around him. It was that technology that equaled him with the lion, all right, that equaled him with the things that sought to eat him, that equaled him with at least protection from nature, it's the technology. It's the science. It's the observation of the natural world that allows you to develop technology. So let's read the definition of science. And by the way, I'm waiting on the great elder to call in. He was on the phone conversation. It's all good. Waiting for him to call in, the great professor, the elder, James Smalls, right? Why are we doing Let's just cruise a little bit. And, and while we at it, man, any questions? Is up for it. Hit one on your keypad to call in number. It's three four seven eight five seven two zero. Go on the building. That's all right. Cause I can sit back and parlay. Let's read the definition of science for a minute, man. Make sure we're getting this straight. Science. Dictionary.com. A branch of knowledge or study dealing with a body of facts or truth systematically arranged and showing the operation of general laws. Two, systematic knowledge of the physical or material world gained through, oh, my computer just jumped. Well, I tell you, gained through observation and experimentation. Three, any of the branches of the natural or physical sciences. Four, systematic knowledge in general. Five, 
knowledge as facts or principles, knowledge gained through the systematic study. So we talked about the systematic study, right, of nature. We talked about gaining this through experimentation, through observation. This is science, and this was developed first on the continent of Africa. <laughs> Ain't no denying that, man. So y'all need to cut that white boy science thing out, man. We're going to. You know, we're going to kill that myth. That's a myth, man. You all right? Science is just modernized, really. And then and then once you really get into it, we start to really recognize and understand it. Science, science, modern science is really age-old African spirituality. You know, we've been trying to teach that from day one, and y'all been missing it, man. Y'all was too busy caught up on me being a real black atheist and never truly understood what I was saying. You allow words and terms to knock you down, right, and put you in a state of fear because it's the racism, white supremacy that would cause you to fear a person saying that they were a real black atheist. I'm a real black atheist against the system of racism, white supremacy that produced Islam, Christianity, and Judaism. Why am I saying this? Because it was the other people's that created Islam, Judaism, and Christianity, and these three monolithic religions enslaved African people. We have no more obligation to those who kidnapped us. Say it again. We have no moral obligation for those who have kidnapped us. And you probably need to get that straight. Can y'all get that? I wouldn't care if they did have the God, which they don't. But, yeah, they claim to have the God. Well, the God, right, help arranged kidnapping of African people that put us in North America. Yes, the God did it. If not the God, the God allowed the people to do it. Didn't give them instructions not to do it. Didn't come down with his mighty hand and stop it. Didn't happen that way. So I'm privy to believe that the God was really the idea that people in those particular regions produced and used it as a tool of enslavement of indigenous people. I'm going to say it again, that really the God ain't the God. It is the people that makes up the story that talks about the God that allows them to come into other people's land and kidnap them. It was the doctrine of discovery, right, written by the Pope, I believe it's Pope Julian, right, writes the Papist Bull that decreed, right, and we can pull it up later on, it decrees that any land that you come across that does not have, that does not have a Christian monarch you can enslave those inhabitants and take their land and their resources and bring them to Christ. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing that the Muslims did. Muhammad, quote-unquote, supposed to be the prophet, right? He sends letters out to the heads of state telling them to come to the faith or else. And then we got the Jews which actually broke the slave trade, really, the kidnapping trade. So they're all responsible, right, and we have no moral obligation to the Muslims, to the Christians, or to the Jews. 
No, we don't. Hmm. TP9, your line is open. I'm Raw Squad Up. I'm in Raw Squad Up. PC, brother Ark, how you doing this season? Uh, nah, science was good, brother. Nah, science and culture in the building. Of course, I got to call in, show support for the science and technology. Also pay honors to the elder as he comes on later on, but I definitely want to call and let you know. I was listening since the very first second, brother Ankh, I was with you. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Look, right now, if you can hold the building down, man, for one second, just for one second while, I'm, while I call the elder because he just called me. For sure, absolutely. Give, give, give us something real quick, Ish. <clears throat> hold on. Absolutely, a- absolutely. I mean, we as African people have always been uh, key people of advancing the culture. You know, and uh, even when the society was moving into the darker ages, you know, you still had African people on the mother continent, as well as the expansion of the technology of that mother continent, reaching over into into Europe and to other places, even reaching Americas. So uh, if you study the the ancient American cultures, you'll find uh, the same uh, various type of structures, same type of... uh, information and influence from other Africa being carried over. So the technology of what African people have always done is something that's always been natural to us. It's something that's uh, innate within our our being. So uh, we most definitely don't have to wait for someone else to try to teach us about the (laughs) the science and the culture because we're the mother and fathers of it. So I take a lot of pride in that. Mm. All right, brother. I'm back. I'm back. I'm black. I'm back. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a a, a powerful um it's gonna be a powerful conference there, man. Like I said, we have brothers in there to deal with uh, computers, the technology, and they always get it from black people. Well, that's the white man technology. Like it's just bananas at a certain point, man. Like 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 black people aren't constantly adding to science, and like and like the original people didn't didn't bring the idea forth of science and technology. We know they went to Africa. We know they robbed and pillaged the ideas and concepts. We know that Napoleon, when he goes to Egypt, he don't just come with an army, man. He comes with scientists studying. So let me let, let me get the great elder on real quick. All right, let me get in there. Professor Smalls, Black African Power. How you doing, brother? I'm good, brother. You can really hear me? I've been yelling at you for like about a half hour. So I'm glad you're checking your phone. But I enjoyed I enjoyed uh, the lecture on technology that you gave, and on spirit. That's really you know what we call spirituality. Our sacred science is what the world calls spirituality, and um, our whole culture was about science and technology. It didn't have a religion as such as we view religion today. It didn't even have this concept of spirituality. We made that up as we tried to describe what they had. You understand? Yes, sir. You know, we simply were conscious of our environment and a full participant in our reality in solving the basic conflicts that we faced in our day-by-day lives. And that necessitated constantly innovating and inventing, Mm. you know, and putting Mm -hmm. into practice those innovations and inventions as an extension of our being so that we can be able to, as you were saying, 
equalize whatever we were encountering in the rest of nature. You know, um, it's it's so sad that the white man, in his ignorance, not being able, not that he didn't comprehend what we were doing because we would make a mistake, saying he didn't comprehend what we were doing, but he does not have the intellectual or mental capacity to do what we were doing. Even now, even the technology that we ascribe to him, as you were saying, look behind the scene and see who is the innovators and who are the creators of the new advancement in the technology, even in today's world, from the laptop computer to the cell phone, you know, from the Internet to the email. You'll be surprised. All of that is African. And so we are still in all the major corporations and all the major labs. We are paid well and we live good to produce this technological consciousness that allows these people who are ruling to continue ruling over the minds of 90% of the rest of the world. And they've got us believing in men from the sky um, with long hair and beards and white robes, um, babies with wings, little white babies with wings, and shit like that. And so we have to just study history, first of all, and and we won't be confused. And even the brothers and sisters who are in the traditional religion, Yoruba and Akan, they go to those things with the white man's Judeo-Christian Islamic mindset and so they'll give us a plethora of obosums and orishas that has nothing to do with the scientific reality that our ancestors were practicing to provide food, clothing, shelter, and safety for themselves and their family in the ecology and environment they found themselves in. So Shango becomes some man running around with a friggin' two-sided axe in his hands, painted red, and being called on the God of Thunder, and no such man ever existed. You know, the symbol of a king is a metaphor for courage, internal courage that allows one to change themselves from an egomaniac with narrow perspective on reality to someone who can see themselves in a more harmonious and balanced relationship with the rest of reality. So you want to have the courage to change yourself within for a higher perspective on your reality. That's Shango. Happens to every human being that makes that kind of a transition. You know, they turn Ogun into a man running through the woods with a sword and an axe, and he's the god of war. We don't even come out of a war culture. Most of Africa never built armies until the white man came. That's why we got whipped, because we weren't a death culture. We didn't need armies as such. Armies is a late thing that came out of necessity for the most part to protect ourselves from something. And so Ogun simply represents, when you talk about the ancestors, we're talking about the iron they're talking about transformation. You make iron from a rock, which is, contains all kinds of impurities, and you put it in the fire, and you burn out the impurities, and what you have left 
is the steel that you can mold into uh, agricultural tools and hunting tools and building tools. And then thus, when we make the reference to the God of iron, we're talking about a process of transformation that takes place in the human character as a result of having the courage to change yourself. And then going through the process they call Oya, which they say is the wind and the antelope flying through the forest. But Oya simply represents change in process. So the courage to change marries change in process, and change in process marries transformation as a result of change. So if we listen deeply and get out of his language system when we are studying our ancestors, we'll Mm -hmm. see the message that our ancestors learned, the principles, the concepts, and the ideas of how the rest of nature and the cosmos work became the principles, concepts, and ideas we put into play to build societies to, um, you know, allow us to work in the same harmonious way that allowed us to constantly replicate harmony and balance in our lives every day. That's what this is all about. If you want the fantasy of believing in dead people and believing in little white babies flying around and great big white men up in the skies pointing their finger, then you can have that fantasy. And you'll still have prison full with your children. You still have dope ravishing your neighborhood. You still have poverty as your primary identity while you're on your damn knees praying every day. Uh, uh, Professor, I I totally agree with you, and and that's why it's important to have elders around you that has constantly traveled back and forth to the continent that can bring the wisdom forward, right? A lot of times they think we're just making it up, and and I'm telling them, I say, we stand on the shoulders of giants, right? We've studied the work of the elders. We listen to the teachings. Right, and, and, and we keep elders close to us because I couldn't have explained it the way you just did. And when I do, they say, "Well, you don't know what you're talking about." But, but you were doing a good job. I was listening to you for a while. You were doing actually a wonderful job. You know, the key is well, just to keep okay. it. Malcolm said, "Make it plain, keep it simple, mm-hmm. keep it basic, and let people understand." Last night I gave a lecture over in Brooklyn, and I was telling the group that you know we were God having a human experience. Then I explain what we call God is all of the forces of nature and the cosmos that we perceived as being greater than we are, but yet understanding that we were an aspect of it with all of its potential. And so one lady said, well, I run a daycare center, and are you to mean to tell me all them beautiful little babies just come from a woman? I go, yeah. Uh, do you know any little babies in your daycare center that didn't come from between the legs of a woman? Mm. And she got there because a man and a woman had an enjoyable session called sex, and the man issued his sperm, some invisible aspect of himself that contained the totality of himself, to the woman who released an invisible part of herself called an egg, and those two invisible things became visible and replicated the two persons into one. And this has been going on as long as going on been going on. And there's no other way humans come into being, you know. So we can sit and pretend, oh, the baby came from God. Well, sit that woman in that chair. Don't let no man 
into that vagina and tell me if there's going to be a baby coming out there. It ain't going to happen. No, it ain't going to happen. She's just mm-hmm. going to have a sore behind from sitting so long. <laughs> so we have to just look at reality and accept it. What I find so mm-hmm. difficult to understand is how easily we can understand why the white so-called Jew can reject anything about the Nazis and why we, the so-called African, because we ain't African yet, we're still cooking in this African pot, mm-hmm. can amalgamate and integrate with everything that is our Nazis. Isn't that deep? We honor them and praise them for rejecting their murderers and their rapists and their genociders, but we want to integrate with our murderer. We want to marry our rapists. We want to imitate those who have committed all of the crimes against humanity against us. And then we go further. We want to be like them and behave like them and begin to commit those crimes against ourselves. So why do you think so many of us die in the street? We being just like White Mike. You know, he's a killer, we a killer. He a thief, we a thief. He a liar, we a liar. He's a pretender, we're a pretender. He's a believer in false images, we are believing in false images. You don't believe it, look around your house. All those images you got in painting, wood, cross, bronze, brass, stars and, and crescent, all of that shit you got up in your house are images. You can't even break down the ideas that the images represent because nobody teaches it to you. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm so with you. If we're going to turn things around, we've got to be able to provide food, clothing, shelter, safety, and security for ourselves and our family as a black people. And we cannot do that unless we control economic, politics, and culture. And we cannot do that unless we develop the scientific understanding of how to do that. And that scientific understanding, it is in what we call the philosophical and historical information and wisdom left us by our ancestors. And the place where it's most preserved and its greatest pristine and purity is now Valley Kemet. And there ain't no way around that. That's where the white man go to drink his water every day while he have us drink out of the filthy stream that he pees in coming out of Christianity, Judaism, and Islam out of Europe. Is that clear enough? Yeah, it's real clear for me. Oh. Absolutely. I totally agree with you on that, man. Listen, the call-in number is 347-857-2055. We listened to uh, Professor James Smalls. He'll, he'll be in town. On September the 12th, all right, from 2 to 7. He'll be sharing the wisdom along with Brother Seti and the Amaral squad. Uh, We're just going to them because we want to fix the black community with science and technology and Amaral. Go ahead, brother. And we're going to explain to them how whoever you are when you walk through that door, you've always been in existence. You know, you're the sum total of your mother and father by the sperm and egg. They were the sum total of the four people that made up your grandparents, and they were the sum total of the eight people that made up your great-parents, and they were the sum total of the 16 people that made up your great-great-parents, and they were the sum total of the 32 people that made up your great-great-great-grandparents, and all of that culminated in you. So you are everything they were and what you make 
that into. So you are your ancestors. And they never really died because they deposited themselves as you before the body they live in lay down to rest. So we're going to break that mm-hmm. down even more scientifically when you come out mm-hmm. in two weeks. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. See, this is one of them downloads you got to uh, hit the rewind and really mm-hmm. marinate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I promise you that. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's at the point where we, we have to start working towards that goal. Yeah. If we can't provide food, clothing, shelter, safety for ourselves, we are perpetual slaves to whomever can provide it. And you cannot provide food, clothing, shelter, and safety for yourself unless you control the economic, the politics, and the culture in the communities you live in. And you cannot do that unless you have a philosophical understanding and a wisdom perspective on the scientific knowledge of this world that will allow you to produce the tools both intellectually and physically to give you the control over the economic politics and culture where you live. So you provide for your family and yourself the food, clothing, shelter, safety, and security that you need. That's bottom line. Anything else is bull. Oh, I went to college because I wanted to be a doctor. No, you wanted to be a doctor because you wanted to make money, and you wanted to make money because you wanted to buy the house and the car and the clothes and the food. Okay? So let's get it straight. Stop lying to ourselves. You know, mm. I want to be a teacher, but you wanted to be a teacher because you're, you're going to get the good um, retirement plan, and you're going to get an income, and you're going to get a sabbatical after five years where you get a year off at half pay, and you're going to be able, again, to provide that house, provide that car, provide that clothes, and provide that shelter for you and security for yourself and your family. So since we know that is the bottom line, then let's say, how do we do that at its maximum? We've got to control the economic, politics, and culture where we live. There is no other way. So how do you do that? You must learn the sacred science of government. You must learn the sacred science of technical innovation and production. You must learn the sacred science of teaching the wisdom of self-preservation to your people, which we call culture. You know, and that's the deal. It's really very simple. I agree with you. It's not complicated. Uh, Control the things that's essential to your survival. Yes. If you can't do those things, you're going to be a slave to who can do them. So we live in communities where doing segregation, we controlled most of those things. Now we live in communities after so-called Jim Crow has ended, segregation has ended, and we have Koreans running most of the the nail industry. We have Latinos who don't identify with us running the beauty shops. We have Chinese people making all the beauty and hair products. We have um, other Asians controlling the laundromats in our community and the dry cleaners in our community. We can't even control the damn liquor stores. We got another foreign ethnic group. We got Arabs from Yemen and other parts of Jordan and other places running the corner stores in the community. Do you hear me? We got the restaurants. We got soul food restaurants in Harlem, right, run by Koreans. That's crazy. 
And while we walk around standing on the corner, and, and the worst part, these people have all these businesses in our community, and they don't employ us. They bring their nationals in from other communities. And whatever money those of us who are working make, we give it to them to go control the economic politics and culture in our community and theirs. And the only thing we come away from the deal with is the satisfaction that we have bought some commodity that are perishable that we have to go back next week and buy from the same people again, empower them again to have control of the economic politics and culture in our community and their community. And then we ask what's wrong. So we can't determine who's the policemen's in our community because all the business in our community is owned by people that don't live in the community. You know, we can't make the ordinance and regulations for the schools in our community because the people that run in those schools coming out of a program now like Teach America that is employing all the unemployable white women that can't be employed in white communities, they've come overwhelmingly into this thing called Teach America, and they're being employed in the black community. People who don't have a clue about the culture and the background of black children. So you take the daughters and the sons, but particularly the daughters of the Confederacy, the daughters of those who fly the cross and bars, the Confederate flag, the daughters of the right-wing American hate black peoples, and you send your babies to them every morning to be educated. And your babies come home knowing they're being attacked spiritually and psychologically because children are that pure and tell you they don't want to go to school anymore. And you whip them behind and send them back there to be oppressed some more, psychologically, mentally, and spiritually. Then when they come home looking at you like you're crazy, you wonder what happened to them. You better look at what you sent them into and who you sent them to. Same people that lynched you behind, the same people that practiced Jim Crow on you, the same people that are now getting you caught up in their gender confusion and telling you that's reality, that's who you're sending them to. And those who are strong enough to fight and resist, they end up being kicked out of schools and being tracked into the prison system simply because they were rebel enough, they had enough rebel spirit in them to reject the psycho-spiritual oppression you're calling education. You know? So we've got a lot of work to do. Black folks, yeah, what you lost in slavery is your mind. You lost your mind. You know, you lost in losing your mind, you lost your spirit, and you lost your soul. And any filth and any garbage that the white man who raped, pillaged, and plundered you for 400 years give to you, you think that's some sign of advancement, that your murderer has given you the bloody clothes that he wore when he killed your mama and daddy, and you think you are now well-dressed. You better look in a mirror. Anyway, I didn't want to go that hard, but, you know, you, some people yeah, really yeah. need get that kick in the belly. How are you going to come and see all these young black people being killed and then going to talk about we done violent? I was so happy to see that black folks is killing policemen around this country. They've been killing us for years, and everybody's justifying, well, they must have done something. All of them get off. They can shoot a man in the back and get off. They can shoot a, a black woman 50 times with her hands in the air and get off, and we think that's normal. We've accepted that as normal. Now, a few of them are getting killed, and because black youth are saying, you're not going to kill me without a fight, so I'm going to shoot back. And now everybody wants a truth. 
Oh, there's some. I heard a DA said yesterday, well, all cops ain't bad. But we've been trying to tell you that. We've been trying to tell you, no, some of them are bad. So now you want to say some of them are bad, but not all is bad. Well, you weren't listening when we were in the streets crying and begging just for some justice, just to look at what's right. You were just there telling us we're going to let him go because he wears the uniform of our enforcers. Okay. Time's up. Fire is coming after fire. I cry, you cry. I get sad, you get made sad. Now you see how it feels? Mm-hmm. You know, the it's hate, a sad thing to see the two reporters getting shot down. But what did they do to that man? I heard that they call him a monkey on the job and niggas and other things. And when he reported them, they sent him to a psychiatrist. They didn't deal with the racist pricks on the job. So he got enough. He was not a black nationalist. He was not in the Black Panther Party. He was not in a nation of Islam. He was one of you. He lived in your homosexual gay culture. He was in your world believing in your intellectual reality, and you abused him. He was no black man in the sense culturally and ideologically. He was a white man. He was your creation, and you couldn't even treat your creation right because his skin was black. So he struck back and brought pain to other people like you brought pain to him. And now you're acting like you're confused. I even saw saw the, the interview with the CEO of, of the television station. He had no black persons on his staff. He had one dark-skinned lady looking like she was Indian who was a psychiatrist standing behind him and one dark-skinned man standing directly behind him who was on the legal team, everybody else on the, on the television staff was white. And a reporter asked him, what about diversity in your station? He said, well, diversity don't mean race. Diversity means height. Diversity means the salary. Diversity means type of education and talent. So his bigotry and racism was right there in front of you. And then he asked him, why did the man shoot those people that work for you? He's responsible. Him and the big, fat, overweight, stupid uh, editorial uh, supervisor with her bigoted racist self, they were right there living out their racism in a news conference. They're responsible for those two young people being killed. Their behavior and the climate and the culture they created in that station. You know, you take my tax money, you get my write-offs, and then you want to have some exclusive little white clubs. I know all the tax write-offs y'all are getting. That's my money, too. But you won't let me get a job. You know, they're, they're crazy. There's an insanity, an insidious insanity in the false notion of white supremacy that these little inferior beasts, these the the only thing, according to science and paleontology and anthropology, there's only one human genesis, and that human genesis is African, so everything else is a mutation thereof. So we learning the extreme end of the mutating process to dominate the human ecology of the human social ecology and that's ridiculous we need to take this world back from them and the only way we can take it back if we again learn to master the sacred science of our ancestors as it's displayed via Kemet and which the whites have taken fragments of and used very well to come into the dominance they've come in 
through their masonry and through their uh, Rosicrucians and through their Catholicism and through their Protestantism and their Hebrewism. And those things aren't just religion, you know. They are aspects of our sacred science that shows them how to organize and structure themselves to provide food, clothing, and shelter and safety for themselves and how to control economic politics and culture. Read the documents. And so we've got the original blueprints. We've got the whole plan, and we're allowing people who have fragments of our plan and only a glimpse at the blueprint to dominate us because we're too ignorant to look at the plans that our ancestors left for us to follow. You'd rather feel good with a belief that doesn't do anything for you. And the only way you can live with it is to drink alcohol or take drugs and blind yourself to the reality that you're pretending to be, you know, your life. Anyway, I didn't tell you I was going to stay on very long tonight. No. No, we ain't going to stay on long. (laughs) I need to get some sleep. But I just want to tell people there's a serious truth. We got to wake up or we're dying. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got a black community, then there should be black policemen running that community and they should be following the ordinances of the people in that community. If you got a black community, there should be black principals, black administrators, and black teachers running those schools and preparing black children's minds according to a black cultural and educational agenda. If you're doing anything else, you're committing suicide and you're committing genocide against your own self. And you can call it whatever you want. You can talk about Jesus, love, faith, whatever. It comes out the same thing. Just look back over the last 200 years and see what all that has gotten you. You've been praying till your knees worn to the bones. <laughs> and all you got is the trip to the penitentiary to visit your son and your grandson. Or oh, crying man. on TV because some fool done killed your son because he wear the uniform of the white enforces elite, you somehow think that's legal and you're going to use his legal system to try to get some redress. You better wake up or your great-grandchildren are going to be murdered in the streets too and you're going to be the one responsible for it. The biggest murderer in the black community is the black adults and the black intellectual and the black elites. You're the murderers. You're the ones incarcerating black children. Other people are just carrying out your orders because you've given them orders that they can do this and you'll do nothing about it. Except pray Mm. some and have faith some more in your murderer and your rapist that they're going to somehow have mercy on you because you bow down lower than anybody else to them. Ain't going to happen, buddy. You had 400 years and it hasn't happened. So, you know, let's go hard through. The cold hard truth. Do you want to take a couple calls before you leave? Trust me. Yes, I'll take a couple. All right, I can't imagine in this day and time anybody that can refute anything. Oh no, no! I just, they probably just want to just for support. And, and, and you got the microphone smoking right now. And, Good. Hey, let's make sure y'all check us out. Hey, yes, sir. Sure check us out September. Yeah. All right, hold on. Let me get this. Six, yes. Hold on. Six seven eight. Your line is open. I'm Ross Squad. Peace, up. peace, peace. This is your boy Ben NJ, aka Black Panther, man. I'm Ross Squad. Peace and blessings, brother. Got a question, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that right there was worth the price of any admission. 
<laughs> that right there, that that just that little lecture. I, I can't imagine what he's what the elders gonna bring on the twelfth. Yeah, we're gonna just tell the truth. We're gonna do like Dr. Ben. I'm gonna bring Dr. Ben up in there with me. I'm gonna bring mm-hmm. Malcolm up in there with me. I'm gonna bring John Clark up in there with me. I'm gonna bring Shashi McIntyre up in there with me. And we just gonna tell the people the truth. You wanna see what the light of the world is? The light of the world is the truth of the African reality, both past and present. I say, I say. We we just looking forward to being in your presence, Elder, and for you to bring that mighty truth like you just did. And I'm just excited about the twelfth. I don't I don't know about anybody else listening, but that that right there just got me really excited about hearing you on the twelfth. Yes, and I'm looking forward to being down there. I'm looking forward to coming to Georgia. You know, I'm from South Carolina, so that's close to home. I'm a Geechee boy. You know, oh, we, you're a Geechee Gullah. Oh, yes, Geechee Gullah man stayed up out of Georgetown, South Carolina, rice fields, brother. And I've been on it since a baby because my parents was on it. Grandparents was on it. They love freedom, you know. That's awesome. We 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 are lucky to have you and blessed by the ancestors to have you. And we are looking forward to the 12th. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And I'll let people know, I'm a very gentle, kind brother, you know, married to the same sister, me and Calvin, running 45 years now. We got like eight kids and about 18 grandkids. And, you know, we've been in the movement since before we got married, you know, as teenagers, you know. Wow. Um, and so we're just trying to, like, Make sure our grandkids and our brothers and sisters and friends' grandkids and great-grandkids have a future based on freedom and African consciousness. And whatever Mm -hmm. that takes, that's what we're willing to do. And that's what we've always been willing to do. One thing I wanted to ask you uh, to start about, how is your, uh, your hotel doing in Ghana, Elder? Right now we're kind of struggling because, you know, that Ebola myth, and mm-hmm. that was, which was a genocide run, you know, that they ran on us. See how many of us right. they killed before we scream, you know, exactly. testing a new drug out. Um, mm-hmm. And the scared, just scared business away, both locally and internationally. So we've really been struggling um, for the last 10 months, 12 months financially. But I've been, mm-hmm. like, working. Brothers and sisters have been good, giving me lectures around the country so I can make that money here and send it there to keep mm-hmm. our heads above water. So we coming, we're coming back, but we're always looking. You know, we still have shares that we can sell, so we're looking for people who are interested okay. in investing. Um, it's a beautiful project. It's a 30-room okay. hotel in Cape Coast um, in the middle, right halfway between the Almina Slave Dungeon, the oldest in Africa, and the Cape Coast Slave wow. Dungeon the largest in Africa, and those places are our sacred ancestral shrines because millions of us mm. died there and millions and millions more suffered there. The spirit is in every stone there, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And so it gives us a place to lay our heads when we go home, you know, um, and it gives us uh, a, an economic um, relationship with our motherland because it is a business. We, we raise mm-hmm. Just about 65 of us, African-American brothers and sisters, we raised a million dollars to purchase that property. And wow. And uh, we did it in two years. I did donate years, to, that, uh, to that cause, Elder, because I saw well, you on Friday night TV thank with you, Brother Reggie. Thank you so much, my brother. Okay. Thank you, yes, sir. And I thank all the brothers and sisters that did because it kept us from going under. 
And so we had a point no now where, where we're our heads are back above water, and we're just trying to give ourselves a little extra cushion, you know, because we, we meet a salary every month and all the other expenses. And it's a beautiful place. You know, we're trying to get finances now to just upgrade new furniture, uh, new um, uh, instruments and tools in the bathrooms and things like that to make the place, you know, a very beautiful, pleasant, comfortable place to come and stay as you do other things that you may want to do in the country. And we're in the town awesome. called Cape Coast. So it's a wonderful experience. It is an economic um, investment that's real. It is, it is a business that's a strong business. I'm the CEO of the project trying to run that business. And we're hoping that in a year or two we'll be able to open a second one and then a third one in other countries in Africa. And, oh, and we've going, also man. set up an economic component to it so that we can have a different kind of relationship with our brothers and sisters. You know, I won't voice much of what the political component is, but that speaks for itself. Mm. Where we going, Unc? We got to take a trip down there, man. Maybe we go this summer with the elders. Yeah, we go every summer, the last week in July, first week in August, every summer, Mm. the last 30-something years. So roll with us. We have a good time. And we we go into family. We go into households. And we hang out with the brothers and sisters in the hood, in the village, in the towns, and um, participate in their life and build real relationships. That sounds awesome. That definitely sounds awesome. Let me get to this next caller real quick. Look, this particular, our brother's Black African Power, man. I'm Lee Yolano, Ben. Uh, yeah, so but this particular episode is brought to you by uh, Niggas Footwear, all right, which I'm the national spokesman for. You know, we produce those RBG sneakers. Uh, we bypassed the white man, went straight overseas and got it and produced the shoe for the black community. Uh, we practice Ujima, right, cooperative economics, right, and we support the schools, uh, the black, black-run, black black-owned schools. Uh, that's exactly what we're doing. So let me get to the next call, all right? Uh, 301, your line is open. I'm a raw squad up. Got a question for the elder? I'm a raw squad up. No, I don't, Ankh. I'm just listening. Um, but Professor Smoss, thank you so much for, you know, speaking to us and enlightening us. And as always, you give us, the, you know, the reality of what spirituality truly is because, um, you know, many people may consider themselves conscious, but they are, you know, still kind of spooked out with bringing like the Judeo-Christian um, framework to what yes, spirituality ma'am. really is, and it needs constant clarification. And um, as usual, you know, it is always about the economics. That's the bottom line because, you know, the sacred and the secular are one and the same. I mean, but you, there's there's no ma'at without governance. There's no ma'at without politics. There's no absolutely. ma'at without you know enforcement. You're absolutely so thank you on so it. much. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And and it does we need constant constant reinforcement and constant reiteration um, because we we don't have enough people really explaining to us that spirituality is being involved in, being conscious of, and comprehending your reality. Mm-hmm. But, we, you know, what the whites have done is created this religious fantasy that removes us from our reality. So we can mm-hmm. have a God that isn't responsible for helping us to make money. We can have a God and a religion that's not responsible for, for helping us have power over our lives. Then what the mm-hmm. hell do we need it for? You know? Mm-hmm. 
So mm-hmm. we, we need to just look at reality. My life is about making sure that little, I had a little two-year-old grandson in the room a little while ago. As me, pop up, you want to eat. Um, I have to make sure he has a world to grow up in and make sure that he's growing up in that world with vision and consciousness of his ancestors. This kid at two, when he gets up in the morning, the first thing he does is walk down the stairs, ring the bell, and tell the ancestors to wake up. And the last Aww. thing he does before he goes okay. to bed at night, he goes to that sign and tells the ancestors good night. And he's now learning the names of all of his ancestors. He come and look at this collage of pictures of about 50 of our ancestors and say, Papa, who's that? That's your mama there? That's my uncle there. I go, no, that's your great, great, great uncle there. And who's that one? That's your great, great, great auntie. And because our children need to know this. We need to say, you want to see where you come from? You are the sum total of all of the DNA of all of these people. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. And, 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 and so when they can grasp that, that all of this memory and all of this experience is embedded in you, and the right discipline and the right upbringing will allow you to extract from your mind the mind of your great-grandmother. You can extract from the mind of your mother and father because it's embedded in your DNA waiting for you to give it the right stimulation so it will surface in your consciousness as a part of how it organized the information that comes into your mind. I don't want to really go way out there. I'm going to save that for the 12. So we're going to get up in that. You know, we're going to get up in okay. that. Okay. I say, I say thank you, Baba. Thank you. Thank you, sister. Yeah, see, uh, uh, see, see man, you ain't had to let me know you was calling in. She's a member of the Army Law Squad. I appreciate you calling, sis. Your line will be left open. I hmm. did. No, I okay. texted you, brother. I texted you. I oh, texted man. you, my brother. I texted you and called you, uh-huh. but it's okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, come on. We run out of time with the elder, man. Let me get these last couple calls in real quick. Make it quick. Uh, 864, your line is open. I'm a Raw Squad. Up. What's your question for the elder? Five, four, three, two, one. All right, we go to the next one. All right, seven, seven, oh, your line is open. I'm Ross Squad up. What's your question for the elder? Seven, seven, zero. Can you hear me? Uh, good. All right, go ahead. Seven, seven, zero. Mm. Damn, hold on, let me get messed that up. Get back on that. Go ahead, seven, seven, okay, zero. Yeah. Your line is open. I can hear you now. Yeah, hotel, 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 Black African Power. This is brother with Jao. Power, brother. Jao, what's up? Oh, okay. So, sir. Yeah, how, you, how you doing? Yeah, I, good, I have good. a question for the elder. Um, um, I, 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 when I called in, uh, the elder, uh, first I want to give my thanks and uh, gratitude to you, um, Elder uh, Smalls. And, you know, you had, like I said, you had the mic blazing hot because uh, what you were saying is just so true and it, and it feels so good to listen to elders speak because, because you know, our elders can find the, the perfect words to say and, and articulate exactly, you know, the truth in a certain way that resonates with us. So I, I just want to give thanks for that because uh, I think we need more of that and we need our elders around. We need, you know, the, the other, the younger generations need to keep the elders around. So I, I didn't have a question for you. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Let me just say one thing that I hope this year I'm going to be trying my best to explain it in teaching, to show the younger generation how to wake up the ancestors in them. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you just mm-hmm. remember as we are talking about the science. When we talk about the science of DNA, which I'll be dealing with on the twelfth, that mm-hmm. in containing your DNA is millions of years of experiences, millions mm-hmm. of years of memories and problem solving is encoded in your DNA. And when you are able, through rhythms, see, that's where our music came in, rhythms, and that's what ceremonies was for, that's what rituals were for, to create an environment in your conscious self that could build a relationship with the environment that's already created in your subconscious self, that together they could begin to release the information that's encoded in your DNA self for you to bring forth from the subconscious through the conscious into your daily life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what the ancestors were talking about, the coup, the car, the car, the bar. You know, they were mm-hmm. breaking down the aspects of our own selves that's necessary yeah. to master in order to remember who we are eternally. I am the divine having this experience as me. You are the divine having that experience as you. As such, each of us are containing of the full potential of divinity. But you must have a sacred scientific perspective and system in which to express it. Yes. And that's what we're going to be talking heavily on on the 12th. Well, I, I'm, I'm looking forward. I will definitely be in the building uh, on, the, on the 12th, and I look forward to that. And um got my full support. I, you know, I don't want to take too much of your time, but I definitely want to show my appreciation. Thank you uh, for, for calling, that. brother. Yes. Uh, no problem. All right, man, let's get this next caller, man. So we the elder. We'll make sure he get his rest. Uh, yeah, we also we having a book signing. You know, the Amira Squad has produced literature. The Brothers and Sisters of the Squad has uh, actually produced uh, literature. And so we'll definitely be having uh, um, a book signing. We're going to have the Magi, the Handbook uh, for the Conscious Community, uh, Handbook for the Conscious Community by Brother Jonathan Owens. Uh, we're going to have Brother uh, Ujau's book. How, how you say, what's the name of the book again? Ujau, the Beginner's Guide. It's a, a beginner's introduction to uh, Medunetra, the ancient Egyptian hieroglyphic system. Very good. Okay. I All need right. a copy uh-huh. of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll definitely, yep. uh, I'll definitely uh, make sure you get one. Yes, sir. Yep, we're going to have uh, Aluja uh, by um, Brother um, Asar. should be there. And we shall also have his other book, uh, Where's the Love? And, of course, you know what I'm saying, the book I put together, the Amin Ross Squad uh, Handbook, okay, Study Guide, all right? Um, and in the Study Guide, you'll find some work that our brother, Professor Smalls, gave me dealing with Kepada and evolution, all right, yeah. text, okay, right? And, you know, y'all know what it is, man. We just... Getting it in. Let me get this last call right here, but Professor Smalls. I don't want to hold you too long. I don't want to be selfish uh, with your time. Uh, I think you truly blessed us tonight. I'll definitely oh. going back into that download, getting that. Let me take this call and get him out of here. Nine oh nine. You got a quick question for the elder? Yes, I, yes, I do. Black Power. How you doing? 
Black Power, brother. What's Peace up, man? How you doing there, man? Karan, feet on the ground, radios in the building, uh, man. Are they African-centered? Yes, sir. They black African power. What's yes, good, sir. brother? I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm blessed. Um, I see the elders going in and handling business. I like that. Um, I got a quick question for uh, the elder, and it's pertaining to power and politics. Um, yes, sir. You were speaking earlier on, you know, our powerlessness and so forth, but being that in the educational system, as far as, you know, the elementary, they're teaching children about homosexuality yes. and so forth. And you were speaking earlier that the that the youth were in revolt toward the educational system. What do you think, sir, would be the result if starting tomorrow morning, no black families sent their youth to the, to uh, to uh, any institutions, in you know, in elementary school? What do you think the uh, result in power would be if, if we were to make that type of... It would be a successful revolutionary uh, act towards rebuilding our families and rebuilding our sanity and rebuilding our nation. You see, because we know that's not going to happen. It would be nice if it did. But what can happen is every day that our children come home, we can come, and maybe Amon Ra's squad can work on this. What kind of journal can we put together in terms of the body of information that our children should be able to comprehend at each grade level. Now, some of this work has been done by Malefi Asante and others, but we need to tweak it and synthesize it and simplify it that every family can purchase at a reasonable price, and when they come home in the evening, at least one hour is devoted to deprogramming their children and reprogramming them with African information. And then on Saturdays and Sundays, we should have within each of our households a family study group so that the child will begin to understand when I walk out this door, I'm going in the enemy territory. When I walk out this door, I'm going up against enemy warriors, and I have the information to combat that in my psyche. That's how we defeat them. The second piece is every family who have a child in one of these schools need to show up at that school on these parent night and PTA night and tell them what the policy is going to be or tell them they're going to come in and shut that shit down. Tell them what the curricula is going to be. Tell them what they don't want their children to have. If, if homosexuals can come in and make demands, then heterosexuals will start learning how to make demands. That's why I have to support Jeannie with straight black pride, you know, because we've got to stand up and make a statement about our straight black pride. And, and some of us, even in the movement, we're we afraid. The homosexuals who back by what they call the small hat is nothing but an arm of the so-called left, liberal, white, political, how do you say, arm. Homosexuals are just their latest tool and their latest attack on the African-American community. And that's not part of our culture. That's a culture. It's not a genetic defect in us. Some of them, about 60,000 of them a year, are born with this genetic defect with two organs, and they get chopped up and split up. That's their thing. But we are converting because they're offering us an acceptance in their white world, and we're getting perks, good jobs, access to education, entry into their social ecology. But we just saw what happened with the TV station. That young man was so-called gay, and they still treated him like shit. And he reacted like them. That's what they do. 
they had made him one of them. And he simply reacted like one of them when they get abused or feel they've gotten abused. And what we have to understand is that this war means we've got to set up counter institutions to reprogram our children. Every household should have a study group. Every household. And then you should band with other neighbors who have the consciousness to see that they need study groups and do collective study things on the weekend. We have to know that math and science must be at the top of the agenda. So every day when our children come out of school, at least an hour needs to be devoted to some sort of math instruction before they go to bed that night. We can all do this, and we will change the whole direction. And the, the other part that is absolutely necessary is that every parent who's got a child in the school need to go to that school in a collective to change the policies of that school or close it down. And they're not going to let all that money close down, so they're going to give in on some of the policy. It's going to be a prolonged fight. But we can take our schools back. Those are not their schools. Those are our schools. That's another part of the psyche we've got to stop. When we say public school, that's the money they take out of our paychecks, from 35% to 40% every payday of black people's money is extracted out of their paychecks and is used to pay for the police that kill us, the teachers that destroy our minds, you know, and the firemen that disrespect us, and all of the other municipal workers. That's our money. Those are our schools, not their schools. It has become their schools because we haven't had the testicles to go and take them over and make them ours. We used to do that. And then the small hats, the, our liberal white friends, got us all confused about this thing called integration, and now they got us confused about gender. So we need to wake up. That's what studying your history will get you straight again. But study groups in the home, math, tutoring, after school, every day, and parents bonding collectively and taking over the schools in their neighborhood and determining what the curricula is. Because no law in this country demands that you teach those curricula. I have a son who's a principal in Brooklyn. He up out of the Common Core, and he teaches African history in every class in the school. Mm-hmm. And he uses textbooks that is appropriate for African children's mind. They'll come after him sooner or later. They've been hedging because they know if they come after him, they come after me. And if they come after me, they come after my comrades. So he's got a little bit of space until they try to figure out where they think they're going to get over, and they ain't going to get over in that school. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd like Thank to add, too. Thank you, when you deal, I just want to read off a proverb. Yes, sir. Yes, an army of sheep led by a lion can defeat an army of lions led by a sheep. Absolutely. agree with you 100%. Right. Black power. Well, I'd like to add, too, uh, that we sent our kids to school for uh, eight hours out of a day. When really the lie is they only need to go for four. So y'all need to take that into account. So as I homeschool my children, I recognize that, that really, in actuality, they only require you four hours of study. Correct. So what the hell are they going to tell children for the other four? <laughs> so let's stop talking about they. Those are our schools built with our money, maintained with our money. Let's take our damn schools from them and use those facilities for ourselves. That's I part of that psyche that has to be changed. 
not their schools. It's our schools. Imagine a cop is getting paid with all that money they took out of your paycheck, your wife's paycheck, your brother's paycheck, your uncle's, your father, your sister, your cousin, your friend's paycheck, and that racist little bitch is coming into your community abusing and misusing you while you're paying them to do it. And we're talking about them like we have no control. That's our money. Let's act like it's our money. They've got us acting like they're doing us a favor. If you're not going to uh, police our community, then don't take the money out of my paycheck. Leave those taxes for me and let me use it as I will. But that's where politics come in. Most of the people that represent our community who's betraying us, the ones in black skin and white face, and the ones in white skin and white face who we're electing to these offices, we need to remove them. All we have to do next election is go to the poll and remove them and put somebody in there we want. But we act like it's their election. And we let them do it. And we don't control it. Now, until you get another system in place, this one is in place, you could control it. You're the majority in that community. Why you got people that are representing you that have no interest in you? You know? Use the tool you have in your hand. And make I it work for you. Mm-hmm. Let me get this last caller. And we're going to get yes, to get about it. Last caller. Uh, three, four, seven, your line is open. Question for the elder. I'm Ross Squad Up. Peace. Peace and Yeah, yeah. I don't have no question. I just want to say that he's a gift. You understand what I'm saying? I remember being in one of them uh, lectures that they have on, on Face, whatever that is, Google Chat. And I told these individuals in that room, I said, yo, y'all should take what the Amon Rod squad has produced and bring it into your household and make it mandatory reading for your children and yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I'm so glad that he eloquently put what he put down because it's a, it's a need and it's a must. So, yeah. Professor Smalls? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, you our ancestors' gift to us. Thank you, sir. I'm trying to just be pleasing to the ancestors that gave me this life and those forces of nature that has kept me alive for 70 years. I'm just trying to be pleasing to them and let them know that you did not make a mistake giving me longevity, that you did not make Mm. a mistake bringing me back here. You know, that's Mm. what I'm trying to do. Indeed they didn't. You know what? That's deep. So make sure y'all uh, support us on September the 12th at the Line of Judah Event Center. As a matter of fact, a powerful sister owns that building. Uh, man, it's going to be beautiful. Uh, 6202 Memorial Drive, all right, Stone Mountain, Georgia. The program will go from uh, 2 to 7. We'll have some vendors. Uh, there's still a little bit of vendor space left. You can contact me at 678-459-4037. And and I will always constantly say this. It was the work of Professor James Smalls, right, that that, that prompted me to go into wanting to teach African understanding and African worldview. It was Professor James Smalls that motivated me to form the squad, right? So, yeah, the ancestors did us all well, and I like to thank the ancestors, you know what I'm saying, for giving me longevity and the crazy little life I done had so far could have been struck down yes. many moons ago. 
So, you yes, know, sir. it's a beautiful thing to be able to have my first lecture, right, I'm saying, with the elder. All right? So so it, it, it's a it's a grand, you know, it's something real serious for me to be able to be on that same, you know, platform with you, Professor. And I, and I tell you this, and I mean it from my heart. And so we fight to keep the elders, you know what I'm saying, work in front of us because people have seemed to forget about the elders. And they, they made the left when they should have made the right. And they went to pseudoisms and spookisms. And they mm-hmm. forgot the great teachers of John Henry Clark, Dr. Ben. They forgot that information. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so we bringing that back. And I appreciate you, Professor Smalls. You know I appreciate you, brothers from the squad and the sisters from the squad, because the Amon Ross squad, when I first heard it, I go, like, who are these folks? The Amon Ross squad, they better have something going on. And uh-huh. then I, I got to listen to you and realize they do have something going on. They understand. And, and and like Colin said, we overstand, and we bring this truth to our people. You know, the the light of Ra comes from the mind of the human being who have been enlightened with the truth. You know, Ra lives in each one of us when we are conscious of our reality and we are full participants in that reality. You know. So we build a lighted temple, That's and we good. build it with Ra. Right. So I'm okay. going to go and, and get my rest, and then I'm going to go upstairs and tell. And um, I enjoy okay. being with you brothers and sisters tonight, so I'll be seeing you on the 12th. And we need to do yeah. this again next week, Ankh, you know. Yeah, just, we will. Just to kind of warm it up. Okay. All right, brother. Yeah, we're going to do that next week. Appreciate yes. your blessings. Uh, all right, peace and blessings to all of you. Peace, peace and blessings, Baba. Peace, Elder. Hotep. Hotep. Peace right. and love. Like African power. Okay, well, there you have it. The uh, wise old elder. Okay. Um, it's important um, to be able to put the, the, the elders on high where they belong at. And, and so y'all know that. Unc ain't been making shit up this whole goddamn time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Got my snoring, man. Stop it. Let me see. Nigga snoring. All right. We, hey, hey, Ujao, is that you? Yeah. Nah, it definitely wasn't me. <laughs> I think we got the 301 up out of there, boy. But anyway, so now y'all see Unc ain't been making up shit. The whole goddamn time. Now y'all know. Alright? Now y'all fig now y'all got it. Alright, now no, it ain't it ain't it wasn't just me. All the elders felt the way I feel. Alright? Maybe I just put it in a in a straight up matter of fact way. Alright? So no, I'm I'm not out there by myself. The squad is not out there by themselves. No. You know, we represent the African Senate community. We bring it back that good old fashioned teaching. That solid information that can't be defeated. All right, it's a group effort around here. Slick, y'all know yeah. that, man, because I heard a lot of lot, lot of fragrancy, a lot of nonsense, a lot of, oh, unk this, unk that. No, come on with that, man. You praying your knees so they bleed. This shit ain't going to change. Come on with that. Now we got it. All right, now, you know, tomorrow we're going to have the general on the phone. All right? We on the phone talking trash. You know what he did. But he clear. Africa for the Africans. So we'll have him on tomorrow. 
All right, so we'll, we'll we'll keep this thing rolling. All right, let me see. I got a call. You want to say something, sister, man? Let's hear your beautiful voice, man. What you got, sister shooting that? What you got? I think you might have muted her. I think she was 301. <laughs> she wasn't in my news, no, wasn't she? No, I wasn't. All right, I don't know what she's going. Let me get this next call. Right. All right. 651, your line is open. Six black power, brother. Black, black, black power, brother. Black African power. What's up? What's up? How you doing? How you doing tonight, huh? I'm in here. That's right. That's right. No, man, I was calling um just to get your opinion, man. Um, I mean the whole <clears throat> the whole fact that Minister Farrakhan, you know, can minister up, you know. Two million people, two million black men, you know, I mean, regardless of the fact about, you know, the whole Scientology and Islam thing and all of that, but, I mean, don't it almost sound, don't, don't it almost seem like it's, it's almost like it's a game, like it's pretending when you got a military, but y'all don't have no guns. You know what <laughs> I mean? My cousin in the Nation of Islam, and I asked him about that, and he said, well, you know, we, we don't necessarily bear arms, but we do believe if someone put a gun on you, you can take the gun and use it on them. I'm like, cuz, come on, man. You, you're not taking no gun from nobody, huh? Oh, so, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, what is we really doing? Two million people out there? And, and, and I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if people are doing it for Facebook or Instagram likes or, it, you know what I mean? It just don't seem official. Well, um, you know, it's, well, official. it's officially stupid as we pile in hotels, right, make the <laughs> Europeans and Koreans money, as we spend money on gas, okay, as we spend money in the Korean stores and the liquor stores, and everybody else goddamn going to make money off this shit but us. Farrakhan and the boys, we know for a fact, got took the money the first time, right? Look, look at the interview. Look, look at John Henry Clark, right, master teacher. Look at what he said about it. Look at what he called Farrakhan. And, and, and John Henry Clark is far more, you know what I'm saying, outstanding personality in the black community. All right, let's get that straight. Where in the hell is the money at the first time around? And to come get us again? That's fucking foolery, man. So, no, I don't support the foolery. Wow. And, and, and no, I don't support uh, black men standing around a goddamn penis called the Alpha. I don't support that. The homosexual ritual. I don't support none of that crap. All right? So you know where I stand at on that nonsense. Man, I don't support that. And I don't support the Scientology. Hold on, man. I don't support the Scientology. Right? Everybody thought we was crazy when we brought the information out. All right? Two, three, four years ago, uh, you know, you talking about bull crap. It's stupid the hell he was talking about. Professor, I self knew what the hell he was talking about. Yeah, now all of a sudden. Yeah, they just didn't want to believe it. Oh, let me finish, man. We sweep that shit underneath the rug, and now we're going to back that nigga two million strong. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Dumb as shit. So we're going to stay dumb as shit. All right? So y'all go get y'all money away to white people again. Do the same thing. You got internet. You, you can do a Google Hangout or some shit. You can do a uh, live stream all from our house and tell us what the fuck you want us to do. From our house. Get out of here, man. I'd like to say wow. this here. Get back to the first point he had about them not bearing arms. See, 
you need to understand is with the conception of the Nation of Islam, the conception of they was pulling people who had criminal backgrounds. So legally, they couldn't have arms. So what Elijah Muhammad did was fake them out and show them the illusion that, okay, you don't need arms. You can do this, that, and other. With Farrakhan, he don't, he's not a man of vision, okay? He should have evolved past that already because now you got many guys or many men from different walks of life, and no longer has the majority of them have criminal backgrounds. Right. Now you got people exactly. who, yeah. Now you got people who can carry a weapons license. So he should have armed those exactly. goddamn men, but he exactly. had no vision. Cause you have no army if you can't arm yourself. I mean, that's what I tell. That's what I tell people all the time, man. You know, you can be right as you want to be. If you can't stand on it and you can't protect it, it really don't matter how right you is. They just gonna roll over you. And without no guns, and somebody else got a gun, they ain't not gonna listen to shit you gotta say. You know, so it's almost like play, play, man. It's almost like pretending, man. I just want to know what you brothers thought about it. Yeah, well, huh? Yeah, let me get this next caller, man. <laughs> my fuck, keep keep peeing on us until it's raining. Get out of here with that, man. <laughs> a million, man. A million. Now you want to bring everybody to that motherfucker? So all I gotta do is drop one fucking bomb. And you done fucked up. Get out of that shit, Stephen, man. No game. All in one place. Motherfucker, the way, the way the climate is right now, yo, all, unarmed, two million unarmed black people in one place, man, y'all, y'all lost some time, man. Fuck out of here, man. Shit, man. That shit's stupid. Why the fuck would two million unarmed black people be standing in one area? Are y'all serious, man? Do y'all know hey, what that, man? What? This shit don't make no sense. It's just, it's just or else, brother. Or else. Huh? It's or what? else, brother. We got to find out what that or else means. Or else what? If they tell them uh, all these black folks get the hell out of here, what the hell are they going to do? Nothing. Get out of there. Exactly. Or else. That's, that's, the whole thing is a joke to me. That's that's called writing a check that your ass can't cash. Exactly. Right. right. The or else. Or else. Yeah, well, let's, let's see. Let me get you the next call, the or else. The or else movement, or else we're gonna we're gonna throw the Quran at you and the mighty <laughs> gods and great stones. Uh, yeah, four four. Your line is open. I'm gonna squad up. Yeah, man. Uh, first of all, I, I guess I'm just gonna say uh, much respect to the to the great Professor Smalls. Uh, it's good to hear him again. Uh, and then I, I just I guess I got compliments for y'all, man. I've talked to y'all on other shows, and I guess I underestimated you brothers, man, and I just got to give y'all that respect right now on this phone. You know what I mean? Shout out to y'all. Uh, I'm in Atlanta, so I'll be at that event that y'all setting up, man, and I'm going to go through y'all archives and download some stuff, put it on the iPod, man. Much respect for what y'all doing. And that critique that Dr. Clark levied about that damn march way back when, like you just said, is just as relevant today. It's the same problems that that he exposed way back when. You you flying on mm-hmm. other people's planes, getting on other people's buses, putting money in other people's pockets, and claiming that this is some type of you know revolutionary move. So you know we're still dealing with the same nonsense, but we got to keep on pushing. It is what it is. But uh, shout out to y'all, man. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah, we're going to keep on pushing, man. I I appreciate you, uh, you know, taking the time to really listen in, man, and really, you know, and kind of check out our foundation and what we're really standing on, man, you know? And I appreciate that, brother. A lot of people, they don't take the time, yo. They just throw shots all day long, and they jump into that can of whip ass, right? And they don't know where it's coming from. It's coming from the elbow, man. It's coming from the ancestors, man. It's coming from the fact that Africa is the most profound place on the planet Earth, has the most resources, has the longest-running history of those who walked upright, right? You can't get around that shit, man. It's called lead, follow, or get out the way. Right. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, yes. y'all hold it down. I'm gonna find that spot. I've never heard of that spot before, that line of Judah spot. But I'm gonna find it. And uh, yeah, I will definitely come through there, man. Yeah, Google it, man. The address is six uh, six two zero. What did I say? Sixty two zero two. Yeah, yeah, it's six two zero two Memorial Drive. Stone Mountain. Nice Yep, it's, it's a okay. real nice spot, man. So you talking you know, about like down by the atrium, like that way or the other way? Yeah, yep, right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. All good. Yep. Man. I'm right up the street. All, right. All good. Man, you want to take something, Ujau? All right, brother. Yeah. All right. Oh. All right, go ahead, Ujau. No, no, I, I was going to say um, the elder, you know, what, what Professor Small spoke about is just kind of put fire up under um, the things that you and I were talking about in terms of of our study groups, you know, um, mm-hmm. having, having some consistency because people need it and, and 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 they want it. So and we need it. We need it to happen. So I'm I'm excited about it and I'm serious about it. So you know I'm I'm trying to move definitely move on that because I I understand the need and I understand the outcome of study groups and how it grows into what we always talk about and all what we always envision uh, for our people and exactly what Professor Small said. So, you know, I want to put that out there. Uh, this this the moment, this momentum. Uh, today, Say it again. I was telling people about your uh, your metanature study group earlier today. Okay, who's this right here? Oh, it's Ben and Job, man. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Hey, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't catch your voice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we, we can talk about it. I don't want to take too much time. But, yeah, I, I'm... I'm I'm excited about that. I'm 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 gung ho about that. So so you know, after the the September 12th event, I know after hearing Professor Smalls uh, give his lecture, I know it's going to be turn up time even after that because yep. just a little bit of what he said tonight has already got my mind uh, racing. No. You know, so so uh, <laughs> I'm I'm ready. So y'all y'all gonna have to put the handcuffs on me, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, let them let them go. Lose, yeah. Uh, yeah. Can I tell him, man? That's it. I'm trying to tell you. Can I ask y'all a question, brother? Yeah, you can. I'm going to ask the same question I asked Professor Smalls. What do you think would be the effects of, if, if, what do you think white folks would do if starting tomorrow, no black children showed up to white schools? Ooh. They're going to be scrambling. They're going to try to lock, they're going to try to lock niggas up. Panic. <laughs> we'll get attention then, huh? You think they'll, they'll come find us then, huh? Hey, what's going on? Hey, you yeah. want to talk now? Hey, uh, when you, when you, when you, when you, when you do an unpredictable. See, we we we've become predictable. So when you when you do something that's not that's not the predictable thing, 
then panic sets in. I'm telling you, they, they'll go crazy. Yep. Mm-hmm. They will go crazy. Lose their mind. Don't the ask Negroes them for to school today. They will go crazy. They already that going is, crazy. That they is a glitch crazy. in their matrix. And they will go crazy. Yeah, exactly. They, they, you know, mm-hmm. you messing with money then, and then you know how white folks feel about money. So when you start messing with money, then you're gonna be start messing with people's pension. People can't get paid. They gonna panic. Well, that still behaves well though, because that's why I asked the in terms of the power aspect of it, because people still do have the power because the power of America is in the minds of the youth. Washington, George Washington lives on through the minds of the youth every generation. If we were to forget about him in one generation, he wouldn't exist no more. So in order for them, their, their, their uh, scholars to live on, they have to teach us about them. True. I agree. And that's why it's important to have shows like Fear on the Ground, Under Our Squad, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, TRS. This is vital because when we when I'm saying – we need to go to school and get a degree. I'm not saying running that motherfucker like a happy American. Going that motherfucker like a mad and mad ass African. That's what I'm talking about. Get what you can get, right? Not don't go in there and get defeated by the damn system. Go in there. I mean, ask Macaron. He jumped in the system, right? He he studied uh, anthropology. All right, he's not as an adult. As an adult, when you're sending babies to school, they don't even know what they are yet. And then, you know, I don't have no problems with adults going back to white schools because you're going back half full. You know, but when you're sending empty babies' minds in there, they're getting filled up with bullshit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't send no empty. No, no, no. Let's get this straight. No, like, like my children go to school. They fall. They cup floor over. <laughs> I move on to the next. <laughs> move on to the next call. Let me see. I understand exactly what you're saying, America, Ross. Um, seven oh six. The line is open. I'm the Ross Squad up. I'm the Ross Squad up. Black African power. The brother in the hills, brother. Huh? How y'all doing? Now, nah, see what's good, brother. What's up, man? I see y'all talking about that million man march picnic on a Saturday, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get out my drink. <laughs> that way they go into a picnic on a Saturday to protest the government <laughs> on a Saturday. Ah, damn. Oh man! <laughs> and he opened up Saturday, right? <laughs> nah, you you can't call the IRS about your income tax on a Saturday. They tell you call Monday through Friday. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Damn well, hell no! Oh man! <laughs> hell no! Oh, man. But, hey, but uh, I'm glad that one brother did call in. He did say that, you know, at first he kind of like was thinking about the Armour Rise squad was going off on that left field. You know, he was mad enough to say, you know, he really appreciated the information that be given by the Armour Rise squad. And, you know, a lot of folks don't understand, you know, when they drown and the person that get hurt the most is the lifeguard. And you don't realize till he bring you to shore that, you know, he saved your life. That's a real man. Right all, yeah, they do all that fighting in the water. It's a real statement, then Nessie. And, and Nessie, kind of let, let's tell the people about a uh, project we're going to be working on together, man, to bring that summer camp. All right. Let's talk uh, about that, yeah, man. we're trying to get this summer camp where we're going to be dealing with uh, science for children. We try to do an age group between nine and like fourteen years old, and try to you know teach them science. 
I wanted to do it a week, but we're going to try to make it like a one-day thing and then, you know, build up from there. That's mm-hmm. excellent. Yep. So we're going to need y'all support. We're going to need y'all support. Yes, sir. We're putting that guy down. Whatever you need. Whatever you need, man. All right. So we're putting our full support behind that. Brothers in the squad to be there. Brothers in the squad to be there. You know what I'm saying? To raise the consciousness of the babies, man. That's what it's about, man. So while y'all fighting and debating over the damn Bible, the Amaras squad is getting away from y'all, man. Like I was saying, that shit was over with with the Kimmon on trial when we finished it off, right, in mythology. That was a final showdown, right? All right, all right. So that shit's over with. <laughs> y'all y'all are still trying to debate that shit. It's like, it's like when you go to Japan, you always find one old-ass motherfucker up in the corner, up in the mountains with a rifle. He's still shooting. He don't know that the United States dropped a thermonuclear bomb and it's over with. That's how the Hebrews is. That's how the Muslims, that's how the Christians is. That's how the pseudos are. They still firing, right, but the shit been over with. They the walking dead. No one's listening to them no more. We're moving forward with the program to educate the babies. You know what I'm saying? Like Ross say, I wish all of us, right, could just leave out the school. Because we've been educating ourselves, you know what I'm saying, since we first walked on this earth. Never needed Europeans to educate us. All right, let's get that established. Let's get that straight. So we can we can create a network of homeschooling, okay, with a curriculum. We can do whatever we want to do. We just got to have the heart and the mind, right, you know what I'm saying, of the people and fall suit on that. So we're talking about some boycott shit, we could definitely boycott that. only thing they really concerned is you can pass a dumbass test. That's how they do it now. You pass the test and move on. So if your kids can pass the test, because that's all it was for me with homeschooling. Let your kids want one, they just go take the fucking standardized test. So all the rigmarole around that shit, we don't need all that extra uh, homosexuality this or the fake sex education that and the George Washington who We don't need all that extra shit like that, man. Just give my kids a goddamn oh. test, let them finish it and move on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And we you know how uh, long he is definitely going to be in the building on the 12th to support you. Yeah, the RBG. Let's talk about that real quick. What we doing with that in Atlanta, that brother? Brother Ben. Well, you know, uh, Outlaw RBG is something that uh, has been around Atlanta for a while. Through my brother uh, Zaya Malik, salute to him. So right now we just organizing. We getting uh, good brothers coming to the uh, the movement. We basically gonna form a group to be the uh, focal point of Atlanta for uh, African spirituality, African economics, and science and technology. So with that, we definitely going to need the Amara Squad support. We definitely going to need Brother Aunt. We definitely going to need all the uh, elders in the community to get that ancestral message back to our people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's trending right now. Yes, the yes. RBG, God damn it. All right, they're young and powerful. Yeah. All right, we're going with the youth. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. All right, if you ain't dealing with the red, black, and the green, yo, you played the fuck out. All right, then you know that. Yes, sir. Played out. Played out. Still running around with the Bible on your shoulder, you just crazy. You know, you know. You just crazy. You think something in that book going to jump out and save you. It didn't save the fucking Israelites. What makes you think? That's the funny part. <laughs> the book did you read called the Bible... Didn't save 
the key character in the New Testament, Jesus, didn't work for him. And it didn't work for the Israelites. They ended up getting snatched up and spread all over the planet somewhere. And we ain't found them. Funny. All right, let me get the next caller. Real hmm. one, your line is open. I'm going to squad up. Yeah, it's me again, uh, what? Listen, Aunt, Aunt, you need to check your text. And and I've been trying to speak for 30 minutes. So the point is over. I've been trying to speak for 30 minutes, but I'm going to speak to you off the air. Really. Uh I ain't getting no text. Go ahead. You got the floor. Uh Go. No, I have nothing nothing else to say right now because if I do, I'm not going to deliver it in the text that I want to. I'm going to speak to you. On the app, off the air. Oh, Unky's in the doghouse. Unky's in trouble. Exactly. You have offended the great mother. You have offended the great mother, so yeah. Oh, Oh. the sacred family. Oh, you done shot it. Oh, you done done shot it up. First of all, my text message ain't working. I ain't getting no text from you. Don't don't be wrong with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Well, Whatever. You, know, you know what? It is know. defense. I don't know. It's kind of poopy. But you yeah, might be right. Yeah. I'm that crazy. I know. I didn't text. Nah, I've got an iPhone 6. Like, I've got an iPhone 7. Yeah, but, he, but, but, but he, he got, got the latest. That shit ain't working right, though. But I, oh, yeah, I, I always said text. that we got to chip in and get our new computer. <laughs> Man, that's like having a Benz with a Pinto engine. <laughs> I've got an iPhone 7, but he got the family dollar plan. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <Man>. Wow. <laughs> and, 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 for the, and for the record, I was not snoring earlier, so don't be trying to embarrass me in front of the Amaran squad and everybody else listening, because you are totally out of order, brother. I mean, like, I'm going to read you tomorrow when we speak. I'm going to read you. I ain't said it was you. No, yeah, you did. You said 301. Brother, just check yourself. I didn't want to say anything else. I'm just going to make it go second. I'm calm. I'm calm. I didn't, calm. Uh, I so didn't know that was you. Yeah, I didn't know that was you. My fault. You got a new number. I'm getting used to the new number. I thought it was a dude. Cool. Yeah, hey, you, uh, if you had a sword in your the, phone. But for the record, I, mean, I did say uh, that I think the 301 was the sister. So, you know, just... Yes, you there. did. You did. You did. It's him who can't <laughs> listen. Store the number. Store the number in your damn phone, Ark. <laughs> you know you how to call me. You, you you know how to call me any other time. So store my number. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. All right, we got ninety seconds to chew, brother Ark out. Uh huh. Uh huh. I don't know. There's more tomorrow. This is just on the air. <laughs> mm. I got you. No problem. Uh, Listen, you got a minute, 15 seconds to call in, right, to get this last hour. Oh, this last hour is going to feature <laughs> Sister Supernet. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> 60 oh, seconds. Call in. Remember, this show is brought to you by Niggas Footwear. Niggas Footwear. King's Footwear, all right? Make those RBG shoes. You can get them at uh, Sneakers Custom dot com, all right, or real black the real black aviers dot com, all right. Get that in the store, all right. Support the oh. people that support you. Y'all know what it is, man. All right, let me get this call right here. Three, three, four, seven. Your lines open. I'm around. Squad up. Uh, 
Three four seven. Two one six, where you at? All right, they're off and then blah, blah, real quick. Yeah, well, I'm three four seven also, but you got me already. I got you already. Yeah, hey, come on, man. If y'all don't call into the live stream, man, if y'all don't call in, y'all, y'all done. Okay. So we got about 40 callers on the line. That's a good little crowd there. Now, <clears throat> let's get it in real fast. So now we're on this Facebook post, right? All right. And, you know, got a lot of haters out there. And this is what I call a hater. You're not a hater because you're not accepting what I'm saying or what the squad is saying or what any member of the number squad is saying. That don't make you a hater. What makes you a hater is is that before you check out the information, the references and the resources, before you take a week out of your busy fucking schedule and look at it and start the making posts, before you do that, you do all that talking shit before you do that. That makes you a hater. All right? In my book, so I'm going to say it again, you're not a hater because you're not, you're not accepting the information. That, that don't make you a hater. What makes you a hater is you ain't even looking at the information. So if you spent the week studying the information and come back and burst on the information I gave you, and then you still don't accept it, then there you go. That's just your choice. That don't make you a hater. But the thing that makes people a hater is that they run their fat lips without really looking at the information. Case in point. We've been talking about the evolution thing for many months, right? Right. All right? <clears throat> and we talked about what the word capital mean. Now, mind you, I can go right to the book. Um, with with John Henry Clark and Dr. Ben in it. It's called, damn, it's got something to do with science and technology. I ain't got, it's a yellow and daggone, uh, yellow and blue book. Let me see where it's at real fast. And and Dr. Ben is talking about the dumb beetle and the resurrection and the whole nine yards to transform it in this book. Yeah, let me see, New Dimensions in African History, right? Okay. Now, I ain't heard nobody else bring up the dung beetle. Niggas wasn't even talking about the dung beetle. Until I broke out the real black atheism, the symbol of real black atheism is the dung beetle. Nobody talking about that. Didn't even take the time off to look at that. Now, all of a sudden, everybody is a master of understanding what the hell the dung beetle is. <laughs> all right. Okay, so we hit it. So, I, so we post a post on Facebook. Okay. Post was, let me see if I can even find a dang on post. Ujo, where you at? I know yeah. what post you're talking about. You know what post I'm talking about. You, you, know, you know what post I'm talking about? Yeah, you're talking about the C5 uh, faux fun. Yeah, C5 faux fun. What is that? <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got to pull it up right now. Are you talking right about now. the post that talks about the um the about Kepra and the dung beetle and pushing it with his back feet? Is that the post you're talking about? Yeah, it say C5 faux that's that was something I had posted up to bring people's attention. Okay. Who's that speaking? Yeah, Who's that right. speaking just now? Joe. Who said that just now? Oh, Joe. Okay. okay. All right, let me, wait, hold on. Pull it up. What does it say real quick, Joe? I don't it's, see it. Uh, what it says, <laughs> it's under Unc West, though, you know. It's, it's the, um, oh, post, right. you got a picture, C5, full phone. I got it. I got it. Okay. I should be able to go right online. Don't say it, Ben. Yeah, Don't say it, Ben. Don't say it. Come on, Don't say it, Ben. Huh? 
Don't say it, nigga. I'm trying to find it. I know you're going to say it. Nigga, you don't know how to read the, uh, you know how to use technology. Don't say it, man. I ain't say nothing, man. I was thinking a lot, but I ain't say nothing. Hey, um, I need to find it right here. Got to pull it. What it say? It's from August twenty twenty eighth. It's it's buried. You know, people post and it goes down. It's buried and it's lost in the sauce. You gotta know how to pull it up. You gotta do a search. Just just um, put in a search. Put in like the search for the group and just type in um, let's see what's the keyword you put in. Put in um. Hey, but uh, you 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 um you tagged a brother named Emmanuel Goodman in the in the post. So I don't know if you could mm-hmm. search by that. But I searched by the word Kepler K uh, X P R. If you just search, I found um, it. I found it. I found it. You said X what? If you if you type in the search, put slash X P R slash, and it'll be the first one to come up. Yeah, I found it. P-5-P-O. XPR. XPR slash. What's all that for? What the hell is that? Nah, forward slash, XPR, forward <laughs> slash. That's that's how I type. Um, that's the transliteration for the word Kepler. And and since I typed it in on that post, it'll right. come up first. Forward slash what? Forward slash what? XPR. All right. Forward slash, XPR, forward slash. And then just um, hit, ser- hit search. Not the whole hmm. Facebook search, but the but the one in the group. Get a pull up, pull up. Oh, the one in the group. Right. Yeah, not the yeah. Don't don't do the Facebook search. Do the go in the group first, and then right up under the um the cover picture you got. It's the search bar on the right hand side, right below the picture. The um. Group oh picture. shit! Right on the on the right hand side. Really. You want me to tag you in it? I don't know about that. I'm saying, all right, you look at, all right, you got it. You look at the group picture right up under it on the right. It's a search. Yeah. A box. Oh, shit. Learn yeah. something every day. Uh-oh. Or you type in forward slash XPR forward slash, and it'll be the first um, result. Okay. Wait on you, huh? Don't just, say it, uh, Ben. Then don't, I, I, don't, I, I, don't do that. I got it. I got it. There you go. So yeah, man, all I've been waiting on you. I got it. Okay, so so I made the post to Emmanuel Goodman. And it seemed, he seemed to be a good brother, man. He got on, he, you know, he got his candles and shit, got his dashiki on. So, you know, he loving Africa, man. He got the, you know, he's an ex new wife, you know, a new wife, and I can really tell, right? Oh, but anyway. Um, That's your people, huh? You know. Time and time, you know, sometimes when I hear when 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 I'm not in there a lot, when I see people really making a rumble, I'll just jump in there, all right? And so basically what I was saying was, it said, the post reads, you have been called out for underestimating the African understanding of evolution. So everybody always say that, no, the Africans didn't understand evolution and the white man's side. That's their whole point. And I go on to say the proof is, the proof is in their symbols, right? And so when you start to understand signs and symbols, read the book, signs and symbols, read more than that, out church words. Symbols are important and signs are important to indigenous people. They tell a lot, and they can be multi-layered. Now, I come with three points, right? The point point one is, I said, I will prove that modern science has learned, has learned to understand evolution by studying the dung beetle, all right? 
Boom. Now, I don't tell you uh, how. I immediately give you the reference. Okay? Now, I do this for a reason, because I want you to become part of the learning process. Now, if I just wrote and told you how they did it, then that would make you lazy. Then you would not be part of the learning process. You'd be part of a goddamn cult where a nigga just tell you something and you listen. So I give you the reference, right? So you click the reference on it. All right. All right. Now, it's a journal publishing right now. This is dealing with the reference is ecology and evolution of dung beetles. Hmm. Watch this. This is the book. First of all, this book is about cost. It's going to cost you about maybe $200, 150 to get the book. All right. Now, no, right at 130 Get the damn book. You can't get the book. Read this portion right here. And it tells you what's in the book. It says, this book describes, and remember what I said now, right? I said, the question is, I said that I will prove that modern science has learned to understand evolution by studying dung beetles, right? That, that's what I said, right? Now, let me read what this book is that I published. It says, this book describes the evolutionary and ecological consequences of reproductive competition for scorpions, dung beetles. They say, as well as giving us insight into the private lives of these fascinating creatures. It says, this book shows how dung beetles can be used as model systems. Stop. Now, what is a model system? Now, a model system is something that science uses, right, to learn about a particular uh, natural phenomenon in nature. All right, so a model system, they even call it a model system or, or a model organism, right? And so they're using these dung beetles, okay, as a model system. Watch this. Dung beetles can be used as a model system for improving our general understanding of the broad evolutionary and ecological processes. So watch this. The dung beetle can be used as what? An understanding the broad evolutionary and ecological processes and how they generate biological diversity. So in studying dung beetles, right, the modern science learns about biodiversity. Why is that? Because the dung beetle is over 350,000 species of dung beetle. It's by far the most diverse species on the planet. Interesting. Right? Goes on to say, um, generate biology and say over the last few decades we have begun to see further than ever before. Yeah, they can see far now. They selling them damn beetles, the African symbol. Before, without research efforts yielding new information at all levels of analysis, from the whole organism biology to genomic. So we see right here that 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 according to what we just read, that modern science uses the dung beetle as a model system or a test organism or a model organism to help them understand evolution. Now, let's get to the next point. All right? Next point. Two. Go on to say, I says, it says, uh, two, I will prove that Charles Darwin discover, uh, rediscovers evolution by studying dung beetles. Well, let's go ahead. Another paper we work. This is found in PubMed, U.S. National Library of Medicine, National Institute of Health. It says here, this, this is in there, 
in the abstract. Here we review Charles Darwin's relation to Beatles. Most of y'all didn't even know that Charles Darwin loved Beatles. Hmm. And development in the Kola Tavtian, that's a uh, systematic, all right, that's C-O-L-E-O-P-T-E-R-A-N. Systematics in the last few centuries. Darwin was an enthusiastic Beatle collector. So we see Charles Darwin collect the Beatles. Very interesting. It said he used Beatles to illustrate to illustrate different evolutionary phenomena in his major work. What was his major work? His major work was studying evolution. Hmm. So what does he use? What does Charles Darwin, the European, use, right, to illustrate the different evolutionary phenomenon? He used beetles. It's a, and astonishingly, an entire subchapter is dedicated to beetles in the descent of man. Most of y'all niggas ain't never read that. Ha. Huh. So we see Charles Darwin, right, and, 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 and coming across the evolutionary process that was already in effect, in Africa, right, uses dung beetles to help him understand evolution. Now, this is very, very simple. We ain't even getting into the metanature, which we're going to let Jao break down. We ain't even getting to that. Just for niggas that can't read metanature. Then you're going to say on point three is, I will prove that Kepler means evolution. Then I give the reference, Wallace E. Birds, Housing Dictionary, Volume 1. And then I go on to say, Emmanuel Goodman will not be able to refute these points because they are checkmate points. If people reading this post take the time to read the sources I just posted, you understand like the Amaral squad does. Manuel Goodman, you're officially... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, you mean to tell me that they studied the Beatles to learn about evolution? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Beatle in comedic culture is Kepra, transliterated X- XPR, which also means mm-hmm. to evolve and transform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a being. crazy coincidence there, El. Mm-hmm. No, i tell you what it is. It's called um, <laughs> Analysis about Goddamn Paralysis. That's what Lynn Jeffrey said. <laughs> 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 Hold on. It's also called Racism White Supremacy because this is what people are saying. They're basically saying that, hey, Europeans and modern science can actually study the insect, which is the dung beetle, and learn something about the natural world and start to understand evolution. But those goddamn Africans, they studied beetles for much longer, and all they did was made it a fucking religion. They stood there and said, hum 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 That's what you're really saying when you fight these points. You're saying that white people are so intelligent that when they study the natural world in the form of the insect, in the form of the dung beetle, that they get a, a, a fantastic understanding of the biodiversity of life, and they get a deeper understanding of evolution. But when the African look at it, they just look at it as a religious piece to pray to. Humana, 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 That's exactly what you're saying. Yo. <laughs> Now, where you at? Yeah. Can you please go on into the ancient language of our ancestors? Please talk to us on what it means, right? When, yeah. when, when you're dealing with that dung beetle, brother. 
Yeah, that's your um, point three. He said, I will prove that Kepler means evolution, and then you give the, um, one of the references in Budge, Hieroglyphic Dictionary, Volume 1. But what I did mm-hmm. afterwards was to show everyone um, and the brother, I gave uh, about 11 or 12 dictionary entries where the word it means uh, to evolve and all of its derivative meanings, which means to grow, because it's a child that's growing, because anything that grows is changing and evolving. Um, how it means created, how it means to arise, to happen, to come into being, to exist, manifest it, to evolve, etc. So, you know, I give 11 dictionary entries. So the actual word Kepler itself means to evolve. So no one can get around that. And what, I, that and what I pointed out... Say again? Or, or is that the same thing? Adaptation and evolution, the same thing? No, to evolve is to change. It's, it's an unfolding. When you look up the word evolve, it means to unfold. That's why, that's why the... Adaptation is a part of evolution. Yeah, adapt- adaptation is, is like a subset. Oh, Mark, I'm asking him that, though. I'm asking him that. Oh, oh okay. Oh, great. Jump in. Okay, I just, I just, I just answered you, brother. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, it's a part of um, changing. When you adapt something, you're changing. Am I correct? No, because something, something brings about that change. That's what I meant. But go ahead, go ahead. You right, you rocking. I don't, don't want to, you know. I was just trying to pick. I'm picking your brain, seeing where you at. But I, but I want to know. I want to know the meta natural word for adaptation. Okay, well we 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 can get to, we can get into that because um well, let me let me finish what I was going to say then we can get into that. Um the the what I was saying though is that I provided the 11, 11 or so dictionary def, um entries and the references for the people to look it up and all its derivative meanings um of what the word Kepler means. And um also what I also gave, because people were saying, you know, well, show me in the literature where they used it to mean evolve or change, et cetera, et cetera. So I gave um, the actual text, which is called, um, this actual text called, and I'll, I'll tell you what, the, what it says in the metric. It's, it's uh, Majat Neti Rekeperu Nu Rasekarapep, which means the book of knowing the transformations or evolutions of Ra and overthrowing mm-hmm. of Pep. And that's a book, and it's a textbook. It's about the about it's a creation story, cosmology, cosmogony story. And in there, it uses several different uh, derived forms of the word Kepper. It has Kepper, Kepperu, Keppery, uh, and so on and so forth. And they all have these meanings of something unfolding, where Kepper is called mm-hmm. the creator, Kepper is called the evolver, Kepper is called the manifest. The first Kepper or Nebuchadnezzar manifests itself. Then it then it proceeds to change and transform and become the things in and as the world as you read the whole text. So this is what I pointed out. And the third thing I pointed out was that where people go wrong is that they'll look at these images of the scarab beetle and the sun or this disc. They call it the sun in front of the in front of the beetle in front of its head and its mouth and its front legs. But they'll say that the beetle is pushing the sun through the sky. Well, when you look at the dung beetle, the dung beetle doesn't push the dung with its front legs. So that's not that's not the right. focal point that the scribes were were trying to instill. What they were saying was the, what the definition of the word means, because it, because the beetles actually transform the dung into a ball by way of its head, its mouth, and its front legs. So it's it's focusing on the emergence or the coming into being of this ball, of this sphere of dung, 
Well, but in, in the case of the text, metaphorically, of the sun, every morning the sun is brought back into being again. Not that it's being pushed. What pushes the sun is the solar bark in the day and the night bark in the night. That's what traverses the skies and the duat in the comedic text. So that's what I pointed out. And there's no way around any of that. Okay, get back to adaptation. Get back to adaptation. Let's get on that. All right, let's get on yeah, that adaptation. Right. What about adaptation, bro? Uh, I'm talking to him. <laughs> oh, I'm let, let me let me ask you what 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 does adapting mean? Because adapting adapting is a form of change. That's why I asked you, and I said, "Am I right?" And you you kind of skated over that. What brings about the change? Like for example, for example, if no, it's hot at work, let's get so we get definitions together. No, work, I'm, work, I'm trying work, to work with work, you. I'm trying to give you an example first. What does adapt mean? Trying to work with you. Not not not. That was I asked you that. I asked you that from the get-go. Oh, then my God. And then... Listen, listen, bro, I know, man. Back and forth. I asked you, real, why are you going to try to ask me? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, no. I don't you know said, why people said... just don't say I don't know. I don't know why people just don't say I don't know. Listen, I do I'm know. Not gonna say I don't know. I'm, I'm but not going to give you anything to work with. I'm not going to give you anything to work with. That's why I told you. Answer the question. Okay. All right. Can you, can I answer? All right. You asked me. What's the comedic word for adaptation, right? And I'm asking you, what's the definition of adaptation? Because I gave you to check with you to make sure I'm, I'm meeting you mind to mind. I'm telling you adaptation is a form of change. And I said, is that correct? And, you, and now you want to play a game and say, I don't want to give you anything. So either, I mean, what change, is your that's a vague definition. Question? When you say, okay, okay, okay. When you say change, you. that's a very vague definition. Adaptation has something that brings about the change. That's what makes it adapt, adaptation, not an evolution, evolutionary process. That's what I was trying to get to. Oh. Mm. I'll give you an example because you, you seem a little lost. No, no, he's not lost. Pause for a second. I'm, I'm not lost at all. I can vouch for me. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Listen. I'm just, I'm just picking your like, brain for a minute, family. I'm not. Just stick in your brain for a minute. It's adaptation and evolutionary. It's adaptation and evolution the same thing. That's all I'm asking. And I I answered you. I said to adapt is to change. You didn't answer me like you didn't answer me last time you was on the show. Listen, if you're going to keep cutting me off, I don't do the back and forth thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't do the back and forth thing. So so either you're going to let me talk respectfully, and I'll let you talk. I mean, show show me that much respect. I don't know you. You don't know me. So, so you I'm asked Mikawa, me a question. You came on my show explaining your book on Metanature. I'm Mikawa. You came on my show trying to explain your book on Metanature with Walter Williams. Y'all remember me? Listen, I don't know you. I don't know you. I'm telling you I don't know you. But the, <laughs> the point of me telling you that is, is, is I'm saying I'm showing you some respect. Just show me some respect. That's all I'm asking. I don't do the back and forth. Yeah, course. really? That's it. You know what I'm saying? So to answer your question, to adapt means to fit in. And to fit into something, you have to change. Because obviously to fit something, you have to change. You look up these words, it'll tell you plain as day in black and white. The word adapt means to fit in. That's a change. So when I answered your question, I said, no, it's not exactly evolution. Evolution means to change, but adaptation is to fit, which is a form of change. 
So what? So what is your point? Because I'm not I'm not making the claim that the word kepper means to adapt. I specifically said the word kepper as a verb means to evolve, to come into being, to manifest, mm-hmm. to form. That's my claim. You're asking me something other than what I'm saying. So now I'm trying to uh, have a meeting of the minds with you because you call you calling and picking my brain. But really, what you're trying to do. Is trying. I don't know. You trying to show up or something like that, and it's just not right. gonna work with me. It's, it's, right. it's definitely not gonna work with me. So now you got the floor. Somebody trying to call some isfet, man. Somebody trying to call some isfet is what it sounds like, and I'm not digging it at all. That's men come nah. out, and, and they was Listen, in place I, to help us get ready I got for the evolution. I got this test matter nature. You're not gonna stump me on it. Hmm. That's men around, man. You know, they was like the key component helping us get ready for the um, Evolution Mythology Conference. Man, I had prolific battles with them on the show, uh, the African Senate, and, you know, <laughs> you know, we had prolific battles. Um, men studies. study. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't, I don't mind that. Anthropology. You know yeah, that's just men around, man. That's part of it. Uh, it's all good, man. He don't mean no harm in that shit, man. He's just going to ask you questions regardless. That's men around. That's what he did. But it's, and it's all good. You know what I'm saying? We, we have one thing I will tell you, that going on that show, when I went into the Evolutionary Mythology Conference, man, that none of them, none of them in that whole goddamn conference, none of the presenters, right, had anything that was remotely close, you know what I'm saying, remotely close, and to give me any type of push in that conference. I mean, they, they if but, y'all go back and look at the videos, they, they offered nothing. They had they ran like chickens. You know what I'm saying? I was there. Like, I, can, like, I can vouch for what Unc is saying. I mean, nobody addressed the issue of evolution. Hey, just, hey Unc, let me, let, me, no let me just... Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. I just want to say, because I, I thought the brother was still on the phone, but I just want to say for the sake of the recording and the listeners... Is that, for a minute. Go ahead. Okay. The brother the brother's asking about adaptation. The word adapt means to undergo a modification so as to fit mm-hmm. new circumstances. All right, that's mm-hmm. what adaptation of uh, adapt mm-hmm. mean. All right, now, how that relates to Kepper in the sense of the book I said, which is the Knowing the Transformation of Ron Overthrowing on Pep, that book is telling you, and it uses the word Kepper in several instances, where this one uh, totality, infinite, eternal, um, formless substance, for lack of a better word, goes through modifications, which is the word evolution, to evolve, to become the things in and as the world. So Kepler can represent this modification of this eternal infinite substance that mm. takes form and takes shape. So 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 right now we're getting into a semantic juggle right. where all of this is in is is but, within but the same semantic scope. Yes. But how did the word ad- adaptation come into the conversation? Because I don't remember hearing you saying it. Maybe I was listening too fast, but. I don't remember you hearing you say that Kepper made adaptation. I never said it did. So where did it come from? You know, where did it come from? You asked me the question, brother. Is this is this the uh, No, no, no. This is this Ben, man. This is this Ben, man. This is Ben. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm trying to figure oh, out where the brother and, and, and why he was pushing adaptation so hard because up until his question, I don't remember hearing the word adaptation. No, and you're right. I, I I never mentioned it. He brought it up, and when you go look it up, 
it's it's saying the meaning of it is the same thing that that what Kepra describes as taking place in the book of knowing the transformations of Ra and overthrowing of Apet. It talks about the modification of this infinite eternal substance that transforms itself or evolves or unfolds itself to become the things in and as the world. So if we mm-hmm. want to play you the know. game and say adapt or evolve or manifest, uh, so that's why I gave several. I would say his uh, interpretation. Hey, 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 that brother, you know what? Say something real quick. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Yeah, just thinking about the brother and how he was coming at Joe. I mean, I don't know. To me, adapt, adapting, you can mutate and adapt to fit into your circumstance. To me, adaptation doesn't necessarily imply forward moving. But evolving to me, to me, implies some not only to come into being, but I mean forward progression. They don't mean the same thing at all. I mean it is a matter of semantics. No, they don't. You know, Kepra, no, Kepra is evolving. It is to come into being. You know, but it's a forward moving. To me, the implication is forward moving upward. But adaptation. And- just basically means you're fitting into your environment. And, like, I mean, you know, Europeans, I consider that a genetic mutation. I mean, that's an adaptation to me, to me. Right. And also, just real quick, I want to say, I just want to also say that if the brother has a a problem, because, you know, I don't want to assume, but but I I believe the brother is trying to get to the, he's emphasizing the word adaptation, because then that leads into, uh, Charles Darwin um, and the whole evolution thing when they hone in on species adapting, you know, the adaptations of species, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But the, but the reality is, is that Kepra can um, engulf the, the meaning of adaptation as well because he's, he was going on to say that, that um, to adapt, something has to cause it. Well, in this book that I keep mentioning, the, um, Knowing the Transformation of Ronald Overthunga Pep, it tells you that uh, this evolution is caused by the will of Nebuchadnezzar, or the one who is speaking in this text. It's caused by the will of Nebuchadnezzar. It's causing these changes to take place. So if there's a cause that's needed for me to use the word adapt, there you go. And that's it in the story. It's not the same thing, though, brother, you know. It's not the same thing. It's taking away from the purity of what you were originally speaking to imply that there is now adaptation to me. And I'm not a scientist, nor am I a linguist. Just to me, it seems that it's taken away from, you know, the original pretext, evolving, carefully, to come into being, et cetera. So this adaptation is just a side conversation and right. really I does mean, not fit into the overall scope of being African-centered. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't really have a place with, you know, those of us who consider ourselves African-centered or take our ideologies, whatever, from, you know, an African perspective. Adaptation is a side, you know, issue. Yeah, I mean, that's the bottom line right there is that the brother, the brother remembers me, remembers me from a show, and, um, you Walter know, I, Williams. I don't know. Remember you was on there with Walter Williams? All the reasons yeah, you know why I can't read Metanetia, yo. That's, yeah. Right. Huh? 
And and if I can't read if I can't read Metal Nature, then you know <laughs> then he has to explain what the problem is because you know Kepler obviously he don't and that's the thing I, I can't argue with people who don't who don't study what it is that they're trying to argue. Whoa 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 whoa! The the the, the statement was nobody can read Metal Nature. Yeah, Walt the Williams. Yeah, he Walt said Williams. that was decipher. Man, you know, I'm probably explain what? that more. I mean, I don't agree with that shit. I mean, I'm looking at niggas do it. That's, keep saying they can't do it, but they don't. It helps me understand African. They, they put a clarity to it. I mean, damn, without the support of the translating teams that we have, you know what I'm saying? Shit, I'd be fucked up in the game. I People they kill work. me with that. Yeah, yo, I mean. I mean, uh, they I mean, kill me with that. They, they want to believe that we can translate all these other uh Societies, all these other cultures, texts with no problem, right? But for mm-hmm. some reason, we can't read Metanature. But we can read Hebrew, we can hear, read everything else, but we can't read Metanature. No, you can't read Metanature. Exactly. can't do it. Yeah. Only the Europeans do it. Y'all niggas ain't smart enough. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't smart enough shit. You look at Beatles, you don't understand the world. Beatles, but we did it. This is crazy, man. You know, that's why I'm wow. sitting back laughing and going to where I'm really enjoying myself. I, I, I can't believe I can't believe that the Walter Williams said that. That's that's crazy. I mean, he brought us he brought us a good book, man. Um, Christianity, the Christianity Joint series, man. I thought that was good. You know, what I, mean? Uh-huh. I mean, you know. So I, you know, brother, you know, shit. Everybody don't know everything about every damn thing. That's why we got a team around. You know what I'm saying? So it's you know, shit. I ain't really I ain't tripping. Not yet. And I respect the elder. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't even put him on the show because I would but I wouldn't want to put that heat on him. You know, he'd get that heat and put the heat on that elder. That's Minkara elder and I respect him. You know, I got his books all his books on my shelf. Good read. That Christianity one's a good read. The Islamic one is a little bit harder. To kind of put together with the Christian, I, I, you know, I advise everybody read that book. You know what I'm saying? I watched one. I watched a bunch of his lectures on on uh, that Christianity topic. He was he was thorough. Yeah, he's pretty thorough, yo. So you know, but you know, he's not a linguist, so he, you know, that's not his real field study. But he had an opinion on it, right. and you know, I don't agree with his opinion, but I I agree with him, the elder. So you know, that is what it is on that. Right. So. You know, I ain't really tripping off Walter. Walter Williams? Shit. Hey, but the bottom line, Kepler means to evolve, so. Right. All right. 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 Nowhere to find that. Point, point, point. He evolved later in the day. Right. Kepler, when people say Kepler or Kepler, they're saying that, that the evolver, Kepler is the verb, means to evolve. Kepler mm. is the plurality. That which was that which was evolved, so it's, it's it's made to mean the manifestation or the forms. That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can go through the whole text. Uh, you know, I ain't gonna take up the time to do that, but I I can, and, and prove to him that I can read Middle Nature. You can go toe for toe, word for word. Even when you wake up in the morning and you know you you know adoration to uh et cetera et cetera it says Kepri Kepri Kalmam. I mean, I'm not pronouncing that correct. I mean, it talks about Kepri, and it's talking about the sun mm-hmm. that will come back into being, that we can yep. see. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
And the, and the reason why they say come back into being is because of the night travel, because it, it gets at an old age. And that's that's in the whole book of the Amduat, the book of the caverns, or the book of the earth, um, or the book of what's in the Amduat. Get all those books. It describes the whole journey of Ra in the nighttime and how he meets Usir and gets recharged, and then Kepper brings him back into into being, uh, into full glory. But we also, you know, like to look at how Dr. Ben talks about Ra entering Newt at the nighttime, and he is reborn. He comes back yep. into being. I mean, that is another way. When we look at it with the duality of the complementarity between, you know, Asar and Aset, the black man and the black mm-hmm. woman. She swallows him I mean, every night and every day he's reborn. Yeah, we're saying the same thing as above, so below. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line mm-hmm. is that it is about to come back, coming into being once again. Right. Mm-hmm. So ADAPT is, a, is an attempt to change the conversation on a semantic slant which which yeah. you can deal with, but it's it's unnecessary. That's all. Yeah, unnecessary sidebar. <laughs> sidebar, she said sidebar. Mhm. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, that that was a good that was a good post and everything about about Kepler and identifying with evolution because the thing is, is in Africa, God is existence itself. There's nothing outside of nature, outside right. of existence. So Correct. God. Everything in the world and the world itself is a is an evolution of God. It, it is a transformation mm-hmm. of God's substance, and that's understood in multiple cultures around the continent, especially. Professor mm-hmm. Small so, came in and said the same goddamn thing, man. God is reality, man, and that ain't the shit exactly. they gave us. They didn't give us fucking reality. They, the skies were cracked. And the 48 angels are coming out to say, that's the shit they do. Jesus no, walked, man, it's two million. The two God million. God knows everything. Yeah, yeah, two, two million. million. <laughs> two million, bro. That's the shit they gave us, yo. And you just got to wait right? on them. Oh, man. That's all you got to do is wait. Wait. It's going to come. They, they come. Save you. So, see? So, see, yeah. now y'all know why I'm a goddamn real black atheist. You get that shit. It's clear. <laughs> the person here, they say, that nigga don't believe in God. Yeah, right. I don't believe in the ass. Call myself the pseudo killer. Yeah, yeah, call God yourself killer the pseudo. Pseudo killer. Because I'm going <laughs> to smash the pseudo stuff. The, the pseudo the killer. They, they don't the pseudo killer. They, they don't understand Super when smash. they start talking about that religious stuff and about Jesus or whatever. They sure. might as well say, yeah, well, no. uh, Jack Nim, B. Nim, and Jappy Quick used to live 10,000 years ago. That's that's how I take it. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, Ujao got a shirt, pseudo smasher. The, uh, what? Pseudo smasher, yo. Yo, you got like to yeah. wear that shirt on the 12th, and man. And put everybody's logo on that. Put all the logos, pseudo smashers. <laughs> <laughs> got to wear that shirt on the 12th. Pseudo smasher. Hey, hey, I, hey, I do it. I'll I, I, I make it tomorrow because hey, I'm, I'm about look, smashing the pseudo shit. The I'm going to put the there order for the shirt. Don't hey hey uh Ben, don't you want the shirt? What shirt you want? The Timo Cyrus. Hey man, hey man. First so we're gonna put in three orders. But if you bring, right. if you make a shirt that say pseudo smasher, I'm buying it. You don't have it. I'm, gonna I'm get going hard. Pseudo, pseudo killer, man. Shoot. <laughs> okay. Yeah, pseudo killer. Hey, I didn't uh, say natural I born killer. Ahead, man, see. I wear that shirt with pride. Next. <laughs> You know, reflecting on something that um, Baba Smalls was talking about, you know, two or three years ago I was saying that, you know, 
nature is nature, nature is science, science is the universe. And it mm-hmm. all goes back to nature. Mm-hmm. So when he was mm-hmm. talking about technology tonight, I mean, tech, and we know secular and secular are one and the same, but what he's also is reinforcing to us when he says that we need to, you know, implement our, I don't want to say spirituality based on what he was saying, but our way from back then, call up on the traditions, the science, technology are one and the same. He's basically mm-hmm. just including technology in that loop. Nature, nature, science, technology, universe. It's all in this, it's one and the same. There's no Thank splitting. You. There's no secular sacred. It's all one and the same. So now, mm-hmm. you know, now now our reality is even further enlarged. We do know that as above, so below. But we do know that technology, like he was talking tonight, is basically us just calling back upon our ways. It's mm-hmm. not birthright. This mm-hmm. is our birthright. Everybody else is using our birthright much better than us, and we left behind in the dust. Wow. And then, mm-hmm. then we think we're doing something wow. when we have STEM programs for our children to go to. Mm-hmm. That's deep. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and that's the damn point we were trying to say. While niggas is fighting against the science, you fighting against African spirituality, man. Like, like I'm just they trying to figure out, like, the Paleocene epic. You start going back to these different epics, man. You got humans. You know, on, on the savannas, in the grassland, you know what I'm saying, in caves, uh, near water, near rivers, man. What the fuck do you think they're using? They're using, they're, they're, they're observing their natural world, and they're developing tools to navigate their natural world. Like, what the fuck y'all thought? They just looked up in the sky out of nowhere and started saying, humming, 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 and shit fell down? See, that's the shit they got you off on. You know what I mean? They got what, you what, on that shit. Listen, the the, the the science itself was seeded and grown in Africa, and that's what people got to stop saying, white science, white science, white science. No, science. man. Science itself what is, that? is a set of... What is white science? I don't know what that is. Well, what, I got, what I got from him was, go back to basics, okay? What I, mm-hmm. The way I see basics is, basically, we're, we're not a black race, we're a human race, and we're the only one who could claim being human. Because anybody who came well, after us have morphed into what they are, so there is no other human race but but from the African continent. So if we well, want to say well, what race we are, we are of the human race, and nobody else can claim that. But check this out, really? um, Professor Small definitely made it clear, and and you know the indigenous cultures on Africa agree is that we saw ourselves as divine beings. Not not just human right. beings, but but divine beings, and we had to from our from being born, and through our uh, rites of passage and initiatory uh, systems, we cultivated that divinity within us to to come out yep. as a divine being, and that's that's what yep. um, one thing he made clear as well. So mm-hmm. you know we're human, but we develop into a divine being, and that's what you know these different texts are talking about mm-hmm. how to do that. Yep. And that's and I yep. hope he touches on that uh, at the lecture. So. Okay, well, yeah, that's that's for us. That's not for everybody else. But what I'm saying is, oh. if if you're gonna keep it simple, and you, and you want to give the world something, our race is the human race. Okay, we are human. Yeah, sure. We, and and, sure. and and our birth and our birthright is being civilized human beings. Okay, no mm-hmm. other person can claim that. We don't we don't we don't need the book. The book was for savage individuals. That book was not meant for us because our birthright is that of civilization. What book? What book, y'all? The Bible? Oh, it's the Bible. Bible. 
the, the Torah and the Quran. It was meant for them, not us, because our birthright demand morals, righteousness, mm -hmm. civilized individuals. Mm -hmm. It's been mm -hmm. passed through our DNA. Mm -hmm. We was already. Let me tell you. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna tell you why niggas hate signs. Why religious people hate signs? They hate signs because signs is the black woman. And I brought this out in the evolutionary conference, right? I said her name is She Shot. Her name literally yep. means science. So when we talk about science, we talk about the black woman. And when we talk about the black woman, right, being left back while the men go out and hunt, the women was on scientific expeditions studying the, the plant life, breaking that down, seeing what was good for medicine, you know, what was good for herbs, medicine, what was good for poisons, what was good for cooking and eating. Right. She was categorizing these things, right? She developed a written language. You can look on the oldest, oldest pottery. You'll find different markings, okay, right? She spoken word, right, science of speaking, tool making, because she had to use certain tools to navigate by herself, all right? I'm letting y'all know this. So she, so from the African perspective, science is the woman. That's the sisterhood gave that to the world. Okay? And so when you're dealing with the sisterhood, dealing with science, and you're dealing with the three monolithic religions that are patronial, of course they hate the woman. And you know why they hate the woman? Because they hate her man. Because if you hate the black yeah. woman, you hate her man. All right? So why do you hate her man? Because the black man and the black woman together make the family. So they're really saying they hate the family when they hate the scientists, which is the woman. Right? So they hate the family. They hate the children. They hate the whole structure, the family. It's the oldest institution on the planet. And we know the oldest institution on the planet was instituted by who? The black family. And so they hate the black family. How do we know they hate the black family? But they fucking kidnapped you. Okay? Yeah. Kidnapped you and routinely, routinely want to take you away from the way. Take you away from science and give you the fucking religion while they practice your goddamn science. This shit is stupid. Let me say this again. They took you away from science and gave you the religion, which is really a misunderstanding of science. So they practice science while you practice their religion. This shit is all vice versa. All right? And then they don't, they, yeah. they, they, they forget and leave out that, you know, black people have been part of science from the beginning and they still are right now. I mean, damn. And so I'm going to be naming different scientists at this conference. Different people that, that little known, you know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not going to hit the pseudo shit. Oh, the black man created the cell phone. No, the black man was in the process of putting together a cell phone. Look this shit up. He didn't do it by himself. There were certain elements that he brought to it that was vital. So at the end of the day, man, you know, science, modern science is African spirituality, modernized. But other than African people. So you can just get that straight and clear. Somebody want to say something? Yeah. yeah I, and you know what? So to me, once again, this goes back to divinity because, you know, a lot of us over the last three years, you know, we were using this term conscious, and for many reasons we don't want to use it anymore because it's been so overused and a whole bunch of nuts have entered into the community, <laughs> and then it gets lumped in with consciousness. But really – what Ankh is talking about right now and what we've all been talking about is mastering our resources, mastering, you know, our ancient ways. And that's what separates somebody from being conscious and then going to divinity. And I've been thinking about this for five years. It's not enough to say that you're conscious. 
because, you know, to be conscious means to be aware and to act upon. But divinity is the highest state, or your nephratum. You know, that's how I see it. We're striving for divinity. And that's what Professor yeah. Smalls was speaking about tonight. It's what Wu Zhao, you know, mentioned a few minutes ago. It's about divinity. Mm-hmm. I mean, our nature is we were born conscious. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know, but we're striving to get back to this nature of being divine human beings. I know what that's. That's my intention. When I know I am suiting that T.A. had her rule, this is divinity I'm striving for. It's not just enough to be walking around every day with the names and, oh, you know, my Aho Tef, whatever, it's a report in her rule. It's divinity. Mm-hmm. And we all seek it in different ways, you know, whether it's the Khan or Yoruba or mine, you know, or strictly comedic. But it's about divinity. And, so you right. know, mastering our traditions whether it's for science or technology or whatever we are focusing on at that moment, mathematics, any aspect of our culture that we have brought forth and given to the world. But the biggest divinity is the divinity of the self. I mean, because it's easy for us to look at one another and say, oh, okay, I see this, I see that, and this is what we should be doing. But we each have this divinity we're working on from day to day. Every one of us, even on the squad and those listening, you know, if they're really serious about this, it's not just enough to be conscious. It's about being divine. This is the highest state. This is the nefer mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to come one with the universe. That's why I don't say I, I, I'm under law. I am the law, and I walk in that manner. Okay, mm-hmm. I, to be to be the law is to be righteous, and you walk that way, and you and you uphold your, and you uphold yourself that way. You find yourself getting in less and less motherfucking trouble that way. You got to show and prove. You got to be who it is or you say you want to be. If you want to be divine, then you got to go out and get the essence or the knowledge or the wisdom of that and be what it is. Yep. Um, I just want to say something real, uh, real quick is that, you know, we keep saying that um, science is a set of tools that allows us to know when something is known. And science also provides an an objective expression versus a subjective expression, which is what beliefs and religion does. Oh, so mm-hmm. if, if so if we get back to sciences, then we'll we'll get back to objective expression, which is a which is a unifying aspect because everybody everybody will be forced to agree when you speak um objectively. And I'll just give you a quick example like like if if two people were to go outside, um, one one person will say it's hot outside, another the next person will say it's warm outside, and then they can argue over that over that for days and never ever agree. But once you that's subjective uh, expression, that's a subjective language. But if you if but if it's said that outside is 80 degrees Fahrenheit, then both people will have to say and agree that hey it's 80 degrees Fahrenheit. That's an objective expression. There, there is no room for subjectivity to say how I feel about it or it's too cold, too hot. You're, you're speaking more objective terms. So this is what science allows us to do, which is, which is which causes everybody to agree a lot faster. And this is how we unify, and this is how the communities are formed based on based on science as the as the foundation of culture. So I hope that um, this is this is brought up, you know, at the lecture so that we can get an idea of the importance of science and how we express ourselves through science, you know, because we'll, you know, we call for this unity. We want this unity 
everybody join together and do this and do that. But we don't even express ourselves in a way that will eliminate the arguments by speaking objectively where everybody has to agree. Because if, if it's 80 degrees outside, how are you going to argue? But if I say it's hot outside, then, then it leaves room for argument because you say, no, it's not hot, it's cold, or it's warm. You know what I'm saying? I just want to get um, get out an example of where we need to be. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Who you at, Brother Ben? Uh, I'm right here, brother. I'm just taking in everything. Man, just, uh, basically, you know, science and technology is is that is what made Kemet Kemet. <laughs> so uh, when you, when you, I mean, it's just that simple. So, like you always say, Aunt, we got to get our babies more interested in science and technology. And I think what the Amara Squad is doing, as far as pushing science and technology. I mean, it's, it, you can't measure what effect that's having on the community. I mean, me and Unc been out places, and people come up like, Unc, you changed my life. I, I was deep into religion. Like like the two people we met at the Black August, they were, uh, mm-hmm. what were they, apostles in the church? Yes, chick, fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, they was, they was, they was, they was both, uh, it was a couple, a male and a, you know, a male and female couple, and then, black couple, they said, you know, we were apostles in the church and, and pastors and youth preachers and all this other stuff. And, you know, they started listening to the Amara squad and through their teachings, they got away from that. Now they African center coming to, you know, African festivals and want to know about the science and technology uh, conference. So, you know, the more that we put this out and the more that it gets into the communities, the more people are going to get interested in what exactly are they talking about because I don't think people have a clear understanding of what science is. And Asar Himmel nope. has a great presentation talking about just exactly what science is. So when we get that into the community and we put that idea out, then people are going to start questioning things that they thought were true. And that's going to eliminate a lot of the pseudo stuff because people aren't going to just take people's word for it because they have a following or they may have a uh, – a uh, celebrity-like personality or something, you know, they're going to go, well, you know, that doesn't sound right. I'm going to look it up. And they're not going to just take any source. They're going to start looking at sources. So they're going to learn how to read uh, peer-reviewed articles. They're going to learn how to look at sources. They're going to learn how to do real research and scientific uh, methodology. And that's going to just help us in so many ways going forward. So I I applaud you guys for what you're doing. I can't wait to lock arms with a Ujawu and uh, the rest of the squad at the uh, September 12th event. And you know what? That that piece about the uh, the brother and the sister, right? They they was brothers and sisters, and they was well, what you call it? they was prophetism for some shit they were yeah, yeah apostles right apostles and shit and they was going around had their own church following. And you know they 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 latched on to some of the Amaral squad real black atheist shit, and it kind of, and it changed them, and 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 they family no longer accepts them, because this is the interesting part. The brother said he always had questions, right? And his father, his grandfather was a minister, and they put him at direction, and he thought he was finding answers to that to those questions that he had, right? And so how many of us are doing this out there, as black people have questions? Okay, how many of us are doing this? A lot of them, mm-hmm. and so the fact, and, and they had, they, and, and 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 the thing that really, you know, kind of 
charge my batteries, right, for another 10 years off of that experience was the babies that they had with them. So it wasn't the mm-hmm. fact that, that, that the message of the ancestors had resonated with them. It's that they will affect the babies based off of the message. Mm-hmm. So you I always say, I'm generation. not even talking to the adults. Right. I'm not even talking to the adults. I'm talking to the babies' babies when I'm kicking it. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. And that shit just, you know, and I got them on tape. And it's just crazy, man, when when you see people, you know, getting it. You know, nature put pressure on you, right? And in putting pressure on you, yo, you have to fight back. And so, you know, Europeans, right, and unconscious amongst us, right, are putting pressure on us, right? How will we respond? We will respond, right, with with, with observing nature. Nature help solve natural problems, okay? The supernatural helps solve supernatural problems. Since we are natural people, you know what I'm saying, we're not outside of nature, I don't suppose supernatural will be helping us any goddamn time soon, all right? That ain't even African anyway. Leaving nature ain't African, all right? That's the white man witchcraft shit. Maybe witches and all that shit they be talking about, that's their shit. But they think they can they can call something to fix something when the only thing that need to be fixed is them. Cool. So you know I find very, very interesting. And and like I said in the evolutionary conference, right? I said, Niggas is talking shit. If you wanna know about evolution, look at the book of knowing evolution is right there. And I said right here in the book it clearly <laughs> says the capita is the creator. Right? That evolution is a creator. So from an African perspective, right? Evolution it just was told that you. was it. It's crazy. <laughs> Niggas looking at me crazy. You don't believe in God, but nigga, I'm fucking with Kepita though. How about that? What are you dealing with? You know, whose shoulders are you standing on? No one presented their elders at the conference, right? No one but 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 me and a saw. Right? So I just want to know, next time somebody tell you something, ask them, well, excuse me, whose shoulders are you standing on? What foundation do you have? That's important. Yeah. I'm about to take off, huh? Because I got to get up in the morning. But uh, yeah, me too. I got to hit that 6 o'clock in the morning, too. We got two more minutes now. Suknak, you want to finish something off with us? No, I just, you know, I've enjoyed the entire um you know, episode from Baba Small speaking to, you know, mm-hmm. building about evolution and, uh, you know, nature, nature, science, technology, and the universe all being one and the same. It's just what is. It, it just is. It just mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. It just is. And we just mm-hmm. are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so. That's, good. That's right. So, man, That's what Dr. Dean follows. Call it a sun. The sun. You can call it Jesus. You can call it anything else. You can call it raw, but it, it it is what it is. It always do what it do. Nah, we ain't gonna call as them above, so below. Show, man. You crazy as hell. We ain't calling them above. As Jesus, above, man. so below. As above, so below. <laughs> hey y'all. Oh yeah. Oh, what time tomorrow? The show. Oh, the show tomorrow. Friday. This one goes out to the.